0: Live from Chatterbox Sports Studios, it's Off the Bench with Tom Brenneman. Well, good morning, good morning, and a pleasant good Tuesday morning to each and every one of you. We welcome you, as always, to Off the Bench, presented by United Dairy Farmers. You can find us on YouTube. Just go to the Chatterbox Sports page. Many of you already there, many of you already in the chat. We appreciate you being with us. We got a lot going on. Let me say good morning to everybody around the Horn, although we are working with a somewhat skeleton crew here today. No Trace, no Sean. Casey, good morning. Good morning, Tom. How you doing? I'm doing good. good. I'm got, doing got your Bengals lid going right there. The city skyline behind you. Beautiful look. Yeah. It's amazing on clear days here in Hamilton. Now you can see downtown Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet. Good morning, Tom. Reed, you have brought a lot of energy today. A lot. You and Casey have shown up with a lot of energy today, Reed Mouse. I mean, you seem like you got a little extra sort of Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Listen,
1: I don't know how if you're a master mechanic or not, Tom. But, I but am what, not. But what gets the whole engine running is the spark plug. And that's what I am. I'm the spark plug to this show. Spark,
0: that's your new nickname.
1: Right, the spark plug. The spark plug. Sparky. I love it. Yeah. Spark Now, plug.
0: Elliot, I got to tell you, normally, I think you could, uh, and you do, Live up to that nickname, Spark Plug. Today, I, I'm not feeling it. You seem a little—I don't know what.
2: Yeah, I—I I woke up this morning. I was really tired. I was driving in, almost fell asleep at the wheel. We're just tired. Nice. We're just tired. I—I it was cold, and then my car. My listen,
0: I the hey, Impala, what, the Impala, <laughs> Chevy Impala. What yeah, year?
2: People, people are gonna make fun of my 2003 Chevy Impala. Well, that's a good year. It takes a lot of time for this car to warm up now, so it was freezing me. I think my brain was going numb from the cold on the drive in, and and it was just it was just making me sleepy. So I, I'm here. I'm a little I'm a little low energy, but I'll pick it up. I'll pick it up for you, Tom. Here we what go. What is good. that
0: sweatshirt you're, you're wearing? I can't see it. This is a
2: it's Nelson and Murdoch. <laughs> oh
0: my god.
2: It's a god. it's a it's a it's a it's well it's a uh, it's a superhero show. It's it's called Daredevil. It's one of my favorite shows, Tom. You should watch
0: it. It's, they, it says attorneys at law. What the hell are you talking about? The
2: characters are lawyers. The yeah. characters are lawyers. Oh, okay. So okay. it's I, yeah. I, I don't need a lawyer right now,
0: but I, I might need one in the future. You might need one in about fifteen minutes, depending on how <laughs> you uh, can handle your tongue. Although we're on YouTube, I guess you can say just yeah. about anything. You can say whatever right? you want. Right. Yeah. I can yep. say whatever I want here. Okay. All right. Feel comfortable. I want everybody comfortable. Of course, many people around town still talking about the Bengalis, their big win over the weekend, and a lot of comments I found fascinating that have kind of drifted out now from the locker room after the game. Some of the players, and talking about Joe Burrow, how he had this look in his eye that they had not seen at any point in time this year primarily because of his injury. In other words, many of the Bengals were saying after the game that Burrow is back. Of course, 26 of 36, three touchdowns. That's a nice start. The game is reminding many, and I think Casey brought it up yesterday, of last year's win over New Orleans, which put the Bengals at two and three on the year, right where they are right now. Coming up later, we'll visit with former NFL coach and Chatterbox Sports contributor Kyle Kasky. That'll be at 1030. He'll break down some film from Sunday's game. Can't wait for that. Next up, of course, for the Orange and Black, Pete Carroll Seattle Seahawks. Winners of three in a row, including an overtime thriller against a very good Detroit team. Now, the Seahawks were off this past weekend, so they've had two full weeks to get ready for the Bengalis. Seattle has scored 30 or more in three of their four games. They've scored 24 or more in every game. Their defense has 16 sacks in four games. Kickoff set for one at Paycor. Monday Night Football last night. Vegas. Apparently they were taking shots up there with, what, owner Mark Davis? Oh, yeah. Some 20-something-year-old yeah, hanging it, on his arm up there. Yeah, I don't know if Mark
1: Davis is a married man, but on the uh, on, – <laughs> Yeah, all right. I, I, don't know if, I don't know if he's a married man, but on, on cable he was next to some 20-something uh, Cirque de Soleil performer sitting right next to him up in the box. It was uh, – Mark's not the prettiest guy, but the girl next to him was.
0: You know you're a big leaguer when you own an NFL team – you're in Vegas, mm-hmm. and you have a companion from Cirque de Soleil. It's big league, Tom. On it's your big right. League. Under, yeah, that's a big leaguer. What else are you going to say? Big leaguer. Uh, it was Monday Night Football in Vegas last night. Packers and the Ravens. Green Bay quarterback Jordan Love. It's his first year as a starter, so you give him a little rope, but throws three interceptions, including in the end zone with a chance to win the game. In the final minute. Now, his counterpart, Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, I've always been a Garoppolo guy. He was solid, not great, but as usual, he finds a way to win games. He did it in San Francisco. He's healthy again. Raiders get a win last night, 17-13. Each team stands at two and three. Lot of injury news and big injury news around the National Football League. Start in Buffalo. Bills linebacker Matt Milano and defensive tackle DaQuan Jones will be sidelined indefinitely. Milano a leg injury, Jones a pectoral injury. Both players will have surgery. No timetable on either player's return. For Dallas, their outstanding linebacker Leighton Vander Esch could miss four to six weeks with the neck strain suffered Sunday in the game in San Francisco. He's headed to the IR. Earliest return. Not till after Thanksgiving. The New York Jets, they got issues already. And their best offensive lineman, Elijah Vera Tucker, will miss the rest of the season after tearing his Achilles tendon on Sunday. You know, it's unbelievable. You think about the way the NFL schedule works, right? The Jets, Denver, not in the same division. This is the second year in a row where Vera Tucker has been injured playing on the field in Denver. Minnesota great Justin Jefferson is out indefinitely. Suffered a hamstring injury on Sunday. This dude has played 92% of the Vikings' offensive snaps since entering the league in 2020. Had played every one of them through the first five games this year till the fourth quarter injury. Coming up later on, we, each of us individually and collectively, will give you our power rankings, the top five teams, both in the NFL and in college football. And there's going to be a major surprise from one of the four of us in here.
1: (laughs) Maybe two of us. I'll let you guess. I think we'll have a couple, yeah. I think we'll we'll have a lot. I'll have some surprises for you.
0: National League Division Series. Both resumed last night. In Atlanta, Philly starter Zach Wheeler carries a no-hitter into the sixth inning. Ended up giving up a hit, gave up a run. Then he gives up two more in the seventh, but left with a 4-3 lead. Braves catcher Austin Riley, who hit 37 home runs during the regular year. Clubs a two-run home run in the eighth. The Braves bullpen close it out in a 5-4 win on an unbelievable defensive play at the end of the game. Philly had Bryce Harper at first, drive into right. Harris goes back, leaps up against the wall, makes a catch. Harper thought no chance he'd get it, was in between second and third, tries to backtrack. Throw comes in, out, double played in the game. Series is even at one game apiece. Remember now, we told you yesterday, but this division series round is best of five. Game three in Philadelphia tomorrow night. Important to point out best of five because don't look now. The mighty Dodgers are on the brink of elimination. Arizona Diamondbacks starter Zach Gallant. I'm not so sure he's not the best pitcher on any team left in the postseason in the National League. He goes into the six, allows two runs. He was unbelievable, you may remember, against Milwaukee in the wildcard round. Bullpen behind him, three and a third innings against the Dodgers. One hit shutout baseball, four 2 Arizona winners. The Diamondbacks can close it out tomorrow night in Phoenix and advance to the National League Championship Series. Tonight, they're back at it in the American League. Houston and Minnesota tied at a game apiece. Christian Javier starts for the Astros. Sonny Gray will start for Minnesota. First pitch at 4 Eastern. You can watch that on TBS. The Texas Rangers have a chance to close out their series against the overrated Baltimore Orioles. We have said that. I have said that. (laughs) There's some in this room, apparently, while I was gone who picked the Orioles to go to the World Series. Uh, an interesting side note. Were you that guy?
2: No, I, 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 I'm i going to cheer for him, though. I like the Orioles. I think it was Sean. I think Sean picked him
0: Sean or Trace. Okay. Uh, it's a fascinating story. Dean Kramer, who is starting the game, it's his first postseason start tonight for Baltimore, uh, is uh, uh, his parents are Israeli, born and raised in Israel. He identifies as Israeli, spends a lot of time in the offseason in Israel, speaks fluent Hebrew. So there clearly is a lot on his mind as he has many, many, many family members in Israel. We know what's going on there. Um, Evaldiel started for Texas. First pitch is on Fox tonight at 8 o'clock. And unbeknownst to me, but thankfully, Reed Mouse brought it up, right? The spark plug. Spark that plug. The NHL season begins with three games tonight. Columbus will open its season on Thursday at home against Philadelphia.
1: Tom, I mean, as a diehard Dallas Stars fan, as you are, as I am, as Elliot is, I mean, we Dallas been,
0: Stars. I couldn't name you one guy on the team.
1: I mean, you can name my... <laughs> I mean, you're just not keeping up with your fandom, then. I mean, I know you became a Dallas Stars fan when Mike Madonna was there, and they moved down to Dallas. They're they're America's team, Tom, and
0: America's play, team. They're
1: America's team. They're the studios team. If you don't love the Dallas Stars, and I don't, I don't know what to tell you.
0: I, I'm a Blue Jackets fan, just because they're right here in the Buckeye State.
1: That's
2: fair. Ugh.
0: They've not done a lot of winning, though. Ugh. I'll tell you that. They're
1: Terrible, Tom. They're terrible. Dallas Stars going to win the Stanley Cup this year. You heard it here first. Right here. That's what we do. We make accurate
2: projections. Tom, would you say the Blue Jackets are the best team in Columbus?
0: Maybe. I don't know how good Ohio State hockey is this year. Okay. They're normally pretty good. Okay. I think they won a national championship, didn't they? Like the last year or two in hockey? I have no idea. Frozen Four, though. They played. They they were competing for one. They were one of the best teams in the country in the last year or two. Uh, Maybe they didn't win the whole thing. but uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. It's nice to have Sir Boy Wonder back. I understand he has a new job. That's right, right? Yeah. Okay, because you told me before we went on the show today that um, uh, he is unable to watch as frequently as he used to, and that and that you guys were sharing with me that a lot of guys in the chat, th- there's kind of been some turnover there a little bit. Mark a little bit. Fetters, you say, has mm. kind of taken over the show along with Everett. Is that about right? Yeah. Some of these guys have have appeared. I,
2: there hasn't been a lot of PB's ghost. I know he was a. He's still pop- dealing with that surgery. He's dealing with the surgery a little bit. He hasn't. He hasn't been uh, as frequent. Okay. There's been a couple other guys that have kind of, you know, haven't been as, as talkative, but the, the chat the chat's as good as it is now as it ever was.
1: Yeah, thank God Mouse Cop's quieting down a little bit. Yeah, Mouse Cop. <laughs> oh, I, I,
0: I like Mouse Cop being in the house. By the way, it was the women's hockey team at Ohio State that won the NCAA championship. I looked it up. So I wasn't that far off.
1: I looked it up. They were in the Frozen Four back in 2018, Ohio State men's hockey was. So, okay. I mean, that's, that's impressive. But the
0: women's team won it. I knew okay. somebody up there won the whole thing. Uh, good to have Alex Wallace back in the house today. Hamiltonian, and I tell you, I got—I love the fact. Sharon Peters, are you kidding me? We have not heard from her forever. Molly is kind of taking on uh, female leadership, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. No
1: doubt. She right, she, yeah. And and, and listen, we, and we don't have a very diverse demographic that watches that watches the show, but we're ha- we're happy to have Molly aboard. She she keeps the men in check in the chat. And, and we need that sometimes.
0: Well, you always have to have women in the chat. And I'm so glad that Molly has stepped up. And I'm really glad Sharon's back now. Um, it's great. Nick Mormon is very active these days. So, um, you know, okay, good. You know, let's get to uh, Monday Night Football here for a second. Because, Casey, you walked in the door and, and you had a conniption fit over um, Josh McDaniels. Uh, you were all <laughs> up in arms. Yeah. about his coaching decisions last night at, at the end of the first half uh, where he decided his team had the ball. They had just made a defensive stop, so they get the ball. They don't spend a timeout after the third down play, which would have given them about a minute 45, something like that, I think it was. Instead, it goes down to a minute seven. They punt it. They get it back. They run on the first play. And then they realize, well, Green Bay's starting to spend timeouts, and Green Bay might get the ball back. Right. So now he starts slinging it around. <laughs> they get close enough to attempt a very long field goal. The field goal gets blocked. But you were more upset about the end of the game. About, about, the, about the missed field goal? Well, about yeah. what happened and the decision to kick the field goal.
3: Yeah, I mean, like, just – the situation, I mean, you, you make a first down there, and you, So it was a
0: fourth and a yard.
3: Yeah, and you win the ball game, theoretically. Um, I mean, he's already made a lot of coaching blunders um, in his short tenure there as a, a Raiders head coach. And I just thought, you know, you already missed a field goal. This is going to be a 50-yard field goal, and... You're – well, not even this. You've got a blocked field goal. Yep. So, it's already, it's already rocky. And I'm pretty sure there was another field goal or an extra point that was almost missed in that game as well. And you're just not going to run the football, like just run the clock out. You're risking throwing the ball. You're missing some throws. And then you, you don't go for it on fourth and two on your or not your34 on on their 34 yeah. yard line just I don't know wasn't a, wasn't a fan of it I mean they got bailed out by their defense. Luckily Jordan Love just looks like a pumpkin yeah yeah
1: but, we, we've had a few times to look at Jordan love now Tom what is your opinion on Jordan Love? I, I assume you watched it Well I said in the yeah. open you know
0: I, 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 one of the things that always used to strike me and you I, know I worked with Brian billick who who has written numerous books. Super Bowl winning head coach of Baltimore, uh, offensive guru. He was a guy that put the, the, they they broke every record known to man when he was Mm -hmm. the offensive coordinator there in Minnesota. And they had Chris Carter and they had Randy Moss and, you know, all these guys, uh, before he became the head coach in Baltimore. Uh, but a chapter in one of his books talks about drafting a quarterback and especially in the first round and about truly what an inexact science it is. And the numbers back that up. I mean, you know, you, you just look at. Just the last couple of years of guys, quarterbacks that have been drafted in the first round. It is not pretty, man. Mm -hmm. It is not pretty at all. So it's not like some guaranteed slam dunk deal here, okay? Uh, There have been guys that have been picked high. They've turned out to be great players. Uh, There have been guys that have picked high that have not. Love was chosen by the Packers, even though they had Rodgers. He has to sit and wait and wait and wait and wait. He's only five games into his career as a starter. Three picks last night. I mean, I, I don't want to throw the towel in on the guy already, and they're not going to in Green Bay. But I mean, right? I mean, is that what you're asking me to? Yeah. Throw well, the I just. On
1: him? Yeah. Well, no, not throwing the towel on him. I just want, wanted to know your pick because he looked he looked bad last night. He looked bad. This is the second time I've watched him, and he's only got six starts under his belt. So I mean, it's he's in the infancy of his career, and uh, it, it seems you know mathematically likely that the. <laughs> that the Packers aren't going to have another slam dunk quarterback considering they had Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers back-to-back. Yep. Back. It just it didn't seem likely that Jordan Love, in terms of math and, and, and odds and probability, was going to be all that. But he sure looked bad last night, and, and he, he's still got some talent. He still, he still plays with some confidence. He just had a bad game last night. I, don't, I, I think he's probably the worst quarterback in that division. I think he's probably the worst quarterback. Not, not better than Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, and I don't think he's better than Justin Fields. So I, I, I was kind of high on the Packers. I thought they could win some games, but after watching them last night, I I just don't see it.
3: I I think, you know, to, to your point, Reed, I do think they're going to still win some ball games. That defense is pretty darn good. It's just that offensive line is a shell of its former self without back Right. And I think they, their other starting tackles also out for the season, like, They're just not able to do what they want to do, which is effectively run the ball, set up the pass.
0: Although Aaron Jones
3: has been hurt. Aaron Jones has been hurt. Christian Watson was hurt up until I think this game or maybe it was last game against the Lions. I don't quite remember. But he started off the season really hot. I mean, six touchdowns, no interceptions, only sacked two times. Since the injuries have accumulated, though, he's been sacked seven times, eight times thrown for two touchdowns and six interceptions. So
1: not good. Not good.
3: Not a great not a great uh start for him at the moment. Uh and to me, I don't think there's going to be a end in sight. Um you know, with those injuries, they're all like season ending injuries, so it's it's just tough it's going to be a tough evaluation. They got to make a decision on they keep him or not. And uh, you know,
2: I would be shocked if they kept him. I don't think yeah. Jor, I don't think Jordan Love is an NFL caliber
1: quarterback. I mean, he's played six games. He's guys. played six. He's played six
2: games. He's played six games, but I mean, he hasn't he hasn't really shown anything. I, Trey Lance didn't have a whole lot of experience in the NFL either, and they parted ways with him. He's now a third string quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. Yep. So. Um, we got a super chat. Is that what yeah, I'm saying? I yep. got, got, got a couple of them.
0: Sir boy sent you some, uh, well, let's get to this one first. Love you guys. Uh, especially Reed. It's fun. Wow. Especially Reed for Mr. Mo all nut cutter nation. When I say you guys are awesome, Tom, welcome back. Thank you very much, Mr. Mo appreciate that very much. And then there's Sirboy. boy. Uh, we were just talking about him. Uh, he's one of those guys, Miami guy, kind of like, uh, you uh, know, Reed is, <laughs> Where they, they, you know, they go to tailgates and sip white claws. That stuff doesn't go on in Athens, Ohio, brother. No. Females, perhaps. But definitely not men. Not real men. They're not sipping on white claws.
1: I've got a funny story about white claws. So I was at a bachelor party last weekend. I went to Nashville with my buddy. I'm my buddy's best man. Good town to go. Yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Town. We went to the Mangles game. Um, after the Bengals game we're down bad we go we go down Broadway go yeah. to the honky tonk bars we decide it would be hilarious because these honky-tonk bars play nothing but you know country music right. right and they're playing Florida Georgia line and all these things but they'll take requests we start putting money together and we're gonna give this, make this band play requests we asked this band to play in the middle of the honky-tonk bar in front of hundreds of people we asked them to keep playing heavy metal because we thought that would just be in a, in a bar where they're going Florida Georgia Line back to uh, right. Garth Brooks and then play some Metallica for us. And then they'd play Metallica. And we're doing this the whole time. We're asking for all this heavy metal. We're, we're acting like we're some, some hard rockers. And we're doing that with two White Claws in each of our hands. <laughs> so we're in a conky drinking drinking Black Cherry White Claws, asking for them oh to play Pantera God. and Metallica. But Tom, one day, one day soon, you'll enjoy a White Claw and you'll love it.
0: I, I can promise you that's not going to happen. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I mean, I, I can guarantee you it's not going to happen. I think you would like White Claws, Tom. I think we got to get you. We got to get you on the White Claw bandwagon.
2: They're good.
0: It's it's not happening, boys. What, what was one of my favorite lines in the chat here? I just saw uh, Nick says White Claws are just flavored TV static. <laughs> That's big league line right there. <laughs> um, you know, then on the other side, there's Jimmy Garoppolo. I said in the open, uh, this guy, all he did, and he has his shortcomings, every quarterback does. Uh, but, but if I'm not mistaken, his winning percentage as a starting quarterback is among the top 5'10 all time. Now, you can say, well, he played for the 49ers. He had a great defense. Well, he didn't have Christian McCaffrey there. When he was there, yeah. playing regularly, right, got hurt last year. When McCaffrey came over, and and the be, and the best quarterback in the league is hands down right now. If there's a league MVP, it's not even close. It's Brock Purdy. I would agree, right? Yeah, no, nope. undoubtedly. Well, what were you shaking your head about? It, Who's better than that guy right now? I uh, I'm not saying over the long haul. Have you checked his numbers and yeah. the fact that? He has not lost a game, not one game as a regular season starter. N inc- and O. Listen, Tom. I
1: have a take, and I, I, I stand by it that I think that the quarterback, and it's not a hot take, but some people like to push back. I think the quarterback is by far the most important thing on a football franchise like roster, more than the coach. More than I think a foot. I think a quarterback is probably fifty percent of a team success. I truly believe okay. that. Truly believe that. And we're seeing what Brock Purdy's doing over in San Francisco and he's balling out. But if there was ever a story, if there was ever a situation that could put put push back what I believe in—that a quarterback is 50% of why a team wins—it'd be the San Francisco 49ers, and that is because they've got a top-five coach in Kyle Shanahan. Yep. They've got a top-five offensive line. Yep. They've got top-five skill positions between Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, yep. uh, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, the lot of them. They've got a top-five defensive line, top-five linebackers, top-five secondary. They've got a top-five freaking kicker. They are the best roster I've ever seen put together. And somehow— Did you just say ever? Ever put together—one of the best rosters I've ever seen put together. And the only thing that they're lacking is an established quarterback. And still, we know this. We look at this, and everyone wants to talk about how great Brock Purdy is instead of how great the whole team is around
0: him. Well, that, 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 that's fine. That's a fair point. But the bottom line is is there have been a lot of guys that have stepped into decent teams, perhaps not as talented as this team but there are a lot of guys that have stepped in and they have all these weapons and all this stuff around them and they they don't go ten and oh. Yeah. I mean, if Purdy doesn't get knocked out of the NFC championship game, I'd still take the 49ers to win that game last year. Yeah. If they were the better team. No, I still, thought.
1: They still are. They still the best. They're the best team in the NFC, no doubt about it. They're well, better than the Don't give away
0: our power rankings. Okay. Yeah.
3: And no. for me, like that argument is it's not fair to Purdy because we saw what Jimmy G do with that, basically the exact same roster. It's fair. I mean, he's outperforming Jimmy G by a lot. I mean, Jimmy G. I mean, G- he looks good out there. Like, it's not. Well, hold
0: on now.
1: Jimmy hold G is 42 and 19 on. as a starter. Yeah, but,
0: but, there's a, a, but he's performing a so much better. He did.
1: 42 and 19 as a starter.
0: That's pretty damn good.
1: That's, that's incredible, Tom.
0: That's and he's still outperforming Jimmy G right now. He hasn't the, lost a game.
1: Yeah, the team wasn't as good as it is now. I mean, it was the, the team has gotten Christian McCaffrey.
0: Yeah. The team got Ayuk. Yeah. Does it bother you guys that uh, you know? It, 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 and by the way, we have a. Uh, I can't read it. Uh, you want me to read it for you? Yeah. Go ahead. From, uh, oh, we sip on Miller Lite and bourbon in Goshen. That's out not far from your neck of the woods.
3: Yeah. It's from from Chad. Chad Waits, hopefully we see some nut cutters tailgating Sunday. Welcome back, Tom.
0: Sunday, as in who day. Yes, as in who day. Thank you
3: very much, And then much, we got Chad. one more one more it, Super hashtag. Chat.
0: Miller Lite and Bourbon in Goshen and Affet. A-Town. Tua is one concussion away. Uh, oh, come on now. Come on. He is in the MVP convo. I agree a thousand percent. Tua is the MVP
1: at this moment. I
3: disagree with that,
1: but...
0: All right, here's what I wanted to ask you guys. Okay. And and we'll get to Kyle Kasky here in a matter of minutes, and we can pick this back up afterwards. I did not realize the Bengals are $12.5 million under the salary cap this year. Yep. Okay. Um, Now, look, there have been years, the last couple of years, they've been well under the cap. They advanced to -to back-to-back AFC championship games. They advanced onto a Super Bowl. Um, so, you know, look, it all played out great, but we have always said uh, on this show that they're missing fill in the blank, right now you could say this year, they're missing quite a few fill in the blanks, but when I still look at their team, the one thing that, that, that we all talked about during last off season was that I thought they needed to address and they chose Murphy in the first round to be a pass rusher. Okay. He's not there yet. He's not there yet. He's barely even on the field most of the time, yeah. right? That's the number one pick. And, and, and look, you know, sometimes it takes a little time. But there were some guys out there that were either traded for, you know, sixth and fifth round draft picks or signed late as free agents of guys that could have made a difference. I mean, with um, who got the guy from Green Bay? Help me here. Was it, was it Baltimore or Cleveland? Smith. Oh, yeah, that was Browns. Right. I mean, now there's a guy that he's not making $12.5 million, I don't think. No. Right? Does it bother you guys that that they're sitting on $12.5 million under the cap? No, it doesn't bother me.
1: I I applauded the Bengals for the offseason that they had. And part of the reason that I had so much trouble with when the Bengals were struggling, and and they still are struggling. I mean, just because they got a win and looked okay over the Cardinals doesn't mean they're not struggling anymore. The problem that I found with the Bengals is I look at their roster and I don't know what's missing. I truly don't know because on paper, it should all work, right? And you can say, yeah, you miss Jesse Bates and and Von Bell. And yeah, you miss a tight end. But I I, I know I said yesterday that that they really miss one, but I don't necessarily think that that's the – The end of the world. I look at the Bengals roster, and if you give me $12 million and go out and get somebody, I don't know what I would get. The offensive line hasn't been playing great, but it should be playing better. They spent more
0: than enough money on the offensive line. Right.
1: And the safeties, we've spent so much draft capital on the safeties. I don't want to spend money there. The cornerbacks have been great. The linebackers should be playing better. The edge has been all right. Uh, Obviously, the, the wide receivers and the running backs are good. I mean, tight end is the, is the one area that you look at and be like, hey, we probably should have done a little better there. But I just – I don't necessarily think that the end of the world is, is having an ineffectual tight end.
3: Yeah, and the the unfortunate diagnosis for Foster Moreau, we have no idea what that – like, he could have possibly been a Bengal if he did not get that leukemia diagnosis. I think it's leukemia. I think it's leukemia. He had some Atchins sort of like yeah. – I'm not Atchins throwing in the towel on
0: Eric Smith Jr. yet. I'm, I, I mean, right. I'm not you should, either. You I'm not. You shouldn't.
3: I'm but, not. But he's got to step up. He's well, got to get better at blocking.
1: He's yeah. been hurt. My my question, Tom, is is if we're not going to throw the ball to Irv Smith Jr., if we're not going to throw the ball out to then why is he on the field? Well, because,
0: you got a point there.
1: Because we have a, a tight end that is better at blocking. So, if it doesn't matter, if Irv Smith's not getting open and we're not getting him the ball, then we should have Drew Sample out there taking more snaps and and protecting our quarterback and helping to the run game.
0: That's Casey's guy. DS89. Get him in open space. space. See what happens. All right, do we have Kyle ready to go? Yes, we do. Kyle Kasky, 18 years as a coach in the National Football League or major college football, 11 of those years with the Bengals, five seasons as the uh, team's running back. And now he's coaching offensive coordinator, right, Kyle? Down in Louisiana. Yes,
4: sir. Denham Springs High School, sitting here at the head coach's desk right now, pretending I'm the head coach, but I'm really the offensive coordinator. How's your season going? Uh, we're 3-3 three and three so far. We've had some good games. We played the number one team in the state a couple weeks ago and got manhandled pretty good. But uh, we're in the district play now. And, uh, you know, we we had a game where we put up over 500 yards and over 350 yards rushing. So I was pretty proud of that, being an old old line coach and running back coach. You know, you got to pound the ball when you need to.
0: Yep, yep. You know, that's one thing that I look at, uh, Kyle, and, and I'm a big Ohio State fan, okay, and I'm a Bengals fan, and those are two teams that stand out to me. And it made me crazy all the years that, that, that I broadcast, 25 years in the NFL, about about teams just as the game has evolved and more of the passing game and that kind of thing. But but But, but I just scratch my head, Kyle, and help me here for a minute. Why do I see so many teams on third and one, fourth and one, shotgun formation, throwing the ball rather than just lining up and smashing somebody in the mouth?
4: Uh, Number one, I think it goes to the whole fact of when you look at third and ones and fourth and ones, they're mostly usually in some form of big personnel playing man and they're, they're trying to stop the run. So when you watch their film, you're like, man, look at this. We could exploit them in the pass game. Hey, we can get some passing yards. We could get a big play, but there's times where sometimes you just need to like, like you said, just run the ball and get the first down and go from there. Because I would rather take my chances on first and second down than have to take a chance on third or fourth and not, you know, have to get the ball back just because I want to take a shot. Now, there's a time and a place for some things like that, but not if it's like almost every time. And I feel like right now it's it's getting to a point where it's uh, you see it a lot. I mean, I I, I love the the tush push, if you want to call it. I don't. I actually yep. have that play, and I don't call it that. I think that's just kind of a bad term. But uh, that's a play. You just get down. You get the first down, and move on, and then go on and do your thing after that. All right. Well, we're going to
0: circle back to that in a minute. I want to talk about Sunday's game. Uh, you yeah, know, look, you know, uh, even though you don't live here, you follow this stuff religiously, uh, watching the game film and everything else. Uh, everybody around here was all over Zach Taylor and Brian Callahan. <laughs> Uh, after what had happened prior to this past sunday about you know hey look you knew burrow was hurt you know burrow was hurt since july uh couldn't you have done something about it or done something differently about it to make this offense look better
4: what was different sunday if anything well number one i guarantee you joe burrow had to have gone into them and said hey guys i'm healthy let me play And because they did some things in that game that looked like the things they were doing last year, and even back to when he was at LSU and he was having the best season ever of any college player. They got in a lot of empty the other day. I want to say they had only been in empty not even five times on the whole year going into that game, and they were in empty a lot, and that's good for Burrow. Burrow loves that. It spreads the field out. It gives him a chance to look at the field, and he picks it apart, and that's what he did really good. Now, one of the things they did at the beginning of the game is they threw a very easy, quick game concept. It's a, it's like a pivot concept. And they just ran a guy over the tight end, tight end ran a basic, and he had a flat by the back. And it's a simple, simple concept. And it just got the ball out of his hand, got a completion. And then like two plays later, they're running a run play. It might've been the second play of the game. And Chase is running a little five yard out and it's a run play call, but they're playing off on Chase. And he just throws this little five yard out that they always do. And right now that's that's what they need to do is it's a rhythm. And you know, Burrow needs a rhythm. And one of the things I noticed too that they did, they actually did it. They did a little play action that was out of the gun, but they did some play action where they took a shot, and that's what that big play was. And man, you you gotta you got your horses out there, let them run and protect it up, move the pocket slightly like they did, and it keeps those guys from a straight rush, just pinning their ears back and just rushing straight at him. And it moved the pocket a little bit, gave him enough time, and he launches a ball just like you've seen in the past, but. I think it's more of getting him back to what he's comfortable with and again i think those empty formations in the past game are are what he's comfortable with and you saw a lot of it
0: all right so so walk me through because for for the layman and and i'm a layman when it comes to this kind of stuff compared to guy guy like you and, and film the the natural reaction for fans or for a guy like me is to see Joe Burrow with an empty backfield, and that's what you're talking about when you say they go empty. Yep. They're splitting five wide, right, the whole nine yards, no yes, extra running back back there to pass, protect, whatever it might be. You, you know where I'm going with this. The first thing I think as a Bengals fan is like, are you kidding me? Burrow's going to get killed back there. But that's not what the, 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 it's designed to do to the opponent's defense,
4: Correct. Correct, and, and it's designed to think about this. If, if you've got everybody condensed down in there, and, and you basically you could condense your whole defense down in there, you're not having to cover the whole field. What you do when you spread them out and you get three guys on one side and two guys on the other, and you spread them out, is them to have to cover the whole field. And the one thing I pointed out in last week's game is they went empty on the goal line versus the Titans, and they, didn't have, they had nobody but four D linemen inside in the box because they weren't worried about him running. Well, Burrow showed he'll run again now. So now they have to respect the fact that Burrow can run, which takes somebody away from being able to just run, you know, d- run double teams on Chase or run double teams on Boyd or Higgins when he's playing. Shoot, they should double team uh, Trent Irwin right now the way he's playing. But you know, you get those guys widened out, and they have to cover the whole field. And, and Burrow's going to Burrow knows pre-snap right now. I'm going to this guy because I see what they're doing. And he's, that's how good he is at it. And it's not just like he's picking chase; he's finding the the right guy for that route concept they have called. And he gets the ball out of his hand really quickly. And, and the, you know, the whole turn and two thing, like when you catch it and you just turn two, it looks like a shortstop turning two. Mm-hmm. That's what something I didn't see the first four games. He was catching the ball and getting rid of it so quickly uh, the other day that that's that's what you that's what another thing you were missing right now. But that you, I saw that happen, so maybe it's back.
0: And a lot of people were talking about, even in pregame warmups, Kyle, uh, that, that, that Burrow appeared to be, and through the course of the game, uh, healthier than he's been, more mobile that he's been, escapability that he's been uh, through the first four games of the season. I know you wanted to illustrate a play, even though it wasn't a great play,
4: a successful play, but something that yeah. would certainly lead you to
0: believe that he was healthy, right?
4: Yeah, and there's a I believe this one one you're talking about. It was a sack. Yeah, and but it, but before the sack, I mean, the moves this kid is making before he gets sacked, he's hopping around, literally hopping around, uh, bouncing sideways. I mean, and then he takes a hit, and he just hops right back up. And it's a it's a play that you know, it, yes, it's a sack. I get it. It's not. It, there's a lot of other things wrong with the play, but it's what he showed in this play that uh, you'll see happen here now. This is—you'll uh, see—he can bounce when when the snap comes. He'll bounce around. It's well enough to avoid a few defenders. Now he's not getting out of this sack, guys. But watch what he does here. I mean, a healthy a healthy burrow right. looks like that. Yeah. And I, again, there's issues with this play. Don't get me wrong. There's 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 issues up front uh, that you know he maybe he should have gotten the ball out quicker, but the fact that he's able to do this with his legs. That should be something that Bengals fans and the Bengals team see and go, okay, our guys, our guys, but he takes that hit and he hops right back up. And, and he, I mean, he played a, he played an amazing game, taking a few hits. And, and again, he, he ran the ball, uh, he had a 10 yard, he had a 10 yard scramble and another five yard scramble later. But he, two of the touchdowns that he threw to chase were basically scramble drills and that's something that's been missing too. He, he scrambled around, got out of the pocket. Stay calm, step back up in the pocket and then a couple of those throws that he threw to chase in the end zone on those on those scramble throws. I mean, you wouldn't have seen that in week three.
0: You know, uh, looking back on your career as a player, you were a defensive player. You spent most of your time on the offensive side uh, of things as far as your coaching career is concerned, including you know, offensive quality control, offensive line coach, running backs coach here with the Bengals when Mixon came into town. I want to ask you about Mixon specifically. To me, I made the comment yesterday, watching him this year, he's always been a passionate player. You know him and know him well. He's always played with a lot of fire. I, I think his teammates genuinely like him quite a bit. I mean, some of the stuff that's gone on off the field, I'm leaving that part out of it here. But I'm saying he he gives you everything he's got all the time, at least it looks that way to me. Um, and, and he looks like he's capable of, of doing a lot of damage still in his career. I don't think that he's washed up or any form or fashion. How do you think he looks?
4: He's far from washed up. I mean, he's one of those guys, first off, he he doesn't have the miles on him, obviously. With this offense, the, the mileage that a guy like him would get on a different team might be different. But uh, right now, he's fresh. He's he's ready to go. I, he loves he loves playing on this team. I, I I can tell you that. That's from I've heard it straight from him. That the the reason he wanted to re-sign and restructure and all that, he didn't want to go anywhere else. He wants to play with that group of guys, and I, I think he understands how special it is. And when we brought him in in seventeen. Uh, You know, we were dealing with a lot of other stuff too. And but when he came in, I said, "Hey, listen, man, you got to put all that stuff aside. Come, come here and be, be a great person within the community and be a great teammate and a great player." And the kid has done everything. You know, I know he's got. There's been some issues this past. You know, but some of the stuff I don't know if it gets overblown. But I can tell you this much: like the kid's not going to purposefully do anything to uh, hurt somebody, hurt the team. Um, He he really is. He's grown up a lot. And but the passion is there. I mean, you talk about a kid who, yeah, he wants the ball. But at the same time, when go watch like when a, like Cam Taylor Britt gets the the pick six. I mean, one of the first people there yep. is Mixon, and yep. that that's not that's not a facade. It's not him trying to get on camera. Like that kid has done that since he's been there. I mean, somebody makes a play, offense, defense, special teams. I mean, he, he wants to be there and get and get in on the energy and bring the energy. But yeah, he's far from washed up. And if you know. I think if they could continue to give him some chances in these games, I know the run game hadn't looked great in this last game, but it, it's not bad. It's not as bad as I think people are no. putting it out to be. It just hasn't been used as much as it probably should have been. That, that's exactly
0: right. Now, and I want
4: to ask you this about the offensive line. They're spending a King's ransom
0: on this line, especially at left tackle, center, right guard, right tackle. They're spending a lot of money. Now, you yep. got the, the the kid at left guard how is the offensive line when you watch them on film how is the offensive line played
4: um i'd say they haven't played up to what you would expect them to i don't want to say they're playing horribly there, there's been some years i would say man that they're they're just bad i'd say this year they're they're just not living up to the expectation of the amount of money that's been put into the group uh orlando brown a left tackle i mean he's done some things that are a little questionable on his sets. And I know I worked with Frank for Frank Pollock for a year and I know Frank doesn't teach the sets that I'm seeing from some of these guys. And I think sometimes they get, they get in their own head and, you know, offensive linemen are known to, you know, kind of do their own thing at times when it comes to trying to stop a pass rush, especially if they've gotten beat once or twice during the game. But I I think he's just got to stick with what he's doing. I think the other guys are playing just, they're playing okay volson, the funny thing about volson is i think they've got him in the perfect spot because they've got him just mixed in the middle between a bunch of, of guys where he could if he messes up it, it kind of gets masked by some other things too by, the, by those guys around him and you know but the rest of those guys that are getting paid that money there, there's some twist games that are coming free and there's some uh just some basic you know pass pass pro in all reality i think the run game's not that bad it's really not too bad but the the pass pro stuff is just inconsistent right now, and that that's not a sign of a Frank Pollock coach team. And I'm really not sure why it's act, why it's happening that way. But um, you know, they do need to step it up.
0: All right. Well, I want to sp- just 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 from a philosophical standpoint because you've been there for a long long time. People around here are on Volson pretty good now. Uh, he got a chance to start as a rookie. Here he is starting for a second straight year. In an NFL locker room, over the course of a season, now look, they're not going to sit down even if he's playing bad. They're not going to sit down, guys that are making a lot of money. Okay, but mm-hmm. but is there still legitimate competition for the starting left guard for the Cincinnati Bengals five games into a season?
4: Uh, I would say I would say yes. I say I think it's always there. Um, I think it's one of those things where it's got to be an obvious change, though. Who the guy you're putting in you. When you put him in, it better be, it better work, and he better be the guy. There better be full read and practice, something that uh in the meetings that have that's gone on. Or, but I mean, really, Volson. In all reality, if you go watch the the team overall, and if people want to say he's the weak link of the group, sure, he's the young under, you know, whatever. He's the the low drafted guy, the non big salary guy, but he, he's also not playing nearly as inconsistent as some of the other ones. So if if he, if he wants to get, I'd say this, there always has to be competition because I always told the running backs too, is if if you don't help number two behind you get better and you're worried that he's going to overtake you, then he's going to overtake you. Because the thing about a guy who's behind you, if a guy's behind you and you push him enough, he'll push you to be better too. How has Jonah Williams been at right tackle? Uh, uh, again, I think the inc- the word inconsistence probably yeah. the way to go. I, yeah. There's a uh, he does some really good things sometimes and, and he, he'll shut down some really good rushers and then every once in a while it's just he gets run around and, and you're wondering why is he setting so vertically or why is he turning too quickly? And again, those are technique issues and uh, you know, he he is he did move. I believe he, you know, I don't know if this is his first full year at right tackle. Sometimes it takes a minute to get used yeah. to it. I know I know people don't like to hear that, but if you've been setting if you've been setting with your left foot back for your entire career and then all of a sudden your balance is a little different and it just takes a minute to get used to it. And it's more it's not the actual setback, it's the reactions you do off of that because you're 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 backward to be you know, in a way to say it, it's not as, not as drastic, but if you were a right-handed quarterback and you were forced to learn how to throw left-handed, right. it would just take a minute. Cause yep. it's not the throwing part of it. It's the reactionary part of every, the other parts of your body reacting opposite. So right. uh, I think he's just inconsistent right now.
0: All right. Last thing I want to ask you about Seattle appears at least through four games to be a different cat. Uh, mm-hmm. They really get after the quarterback uh, and, and, and look, Pete Carroll, uh, throughout his entire coaching career, college or pro. He generally has an outstanding secondary. They, they press you. They, they bump you. They do everything they can to try and keep your receivers off schedule, off balance in their route running and so forth, and then go get the quarterback with the extra time that he might need to get the yep. ball to that pass catcher. Um, is the pass rush the biggest challenge for this this, this Cincinnati offense this week?
4: I think I think it's it's going to be uh, I think too the the they are so quick to get they rally so quickly to the ball too so if if you're throwing these shorter passes too I think another challenge is going to be is finding ways to ball break a tackle or if you're not catching the ball rally and go block because they rally so hard there's like you mentioned their secondary that legion of boom group that uh that's kind of come that's coming back you know the yeah, you know Quadre Diggs, who's a safety for him, played played with us, and when I was in Detroit, and he's a very very good player. And having guys like that in the secondary, now up front, again, yes, you you've got to just be able to, and they're so sound, they don't do a lot on defense, really. In all reality, if you go look at the, you know, compared to like Arizona, Arizona had a thousand different looks, and that was one of those teams you had to have, you know, every protection had to have a, an adjustment to it, most likely. But uh, when you look at Seattle. They're going to do what they do, and they're just really, really good at what they do, and that's the Pete Carroll way of doing things, and, he, you know, it's competitive. You know, he's known yep. for being, you know, competition Monday and things like that. that these guys are competing at everything they do, and, and it's, a, it's a culture mindset that they have there, and I think that's something you, you can't really break them as easily as you can break some other teams. So they're going to have to fight to the end with this group.
0: All right, fellas, uh, Reed, uh, Casey, E-Train, anything for uh, Coach before we let him get out of here?
1: Uh, yeah, Coach. When you watch the Bengals on Sunday, besides Joe Burrow, besides Joe Burrow's mobility, what stuck out to you most, and just their ability to move the ball downfield and get in the end zone?
4: Uh, I think they got back to just being themselves. They were they were they looked like they were comfortable running routes, pass game, and they were also comfortable in creating. Uh, broken plays. So if the play wasn't there initially, they they kept playing, and Burrow kept playing, um, and it just was that you could tell that there's a there's a there's a little you know juice that comes to that group when the you know those like him and Chase are feeling it. You know Chase broke the record, but think about that. A lot of his passes were not. It's not like he caught a bunch of deep passes. Caught one deep pass, and the rest of them are, are dink and dunks. But he had a ton of yardage. Had a great game. But it's again, it's it's finding a way to to get that kind of flow going. But that helps the run game too. And, and over time, it will help. Trust me, they're going to be watching this film this week. And they're going to say, oh crap, man, he's back to throwing those RPOs. We can't just load the box on the run game and and, and hope he's not going to move again. So that just opened up the run game too. So I, I would say if you watch, when you're watching it this weekend, when you see obviously the back in the backfield, but you see more of an open set, two by two or three by one open sets, you might have a little bit more room to run the ball because they're going to be worried about the RPOs this week.
1: Yeah, are RPOs the the answer to the the run game problems that they've had? Is that is that the answer to, to kind of get this run game moving?
4: I think so because uh, all of a sudden you you don't you're not blocking a guy anymore. You, you, there's a either a, a, a defensive end or a, a, a linebacker or maybe a safety if a safety's down. But there's some somebody that usually blame that all of a sudden you're not worried about blocking anymore. You just as the line and tight ends and and you just you x them out. They're not there anymore, and that's the way it's taught is. You know, just don't worry about that guy. He's he's invisible mm-hmm. to us, and it creates it creates better angles. Uh, it creates a little bit more confidence, knowing that hey, I don't have to overcompensate to go get that extra guy, and and that that guy's taken care of because the quarterback's going to throw the ball if, if need be, or he's going to pull it. And not, I think you're going to start seeing some pulling runs here uh, probably in the next few weeks once his calf gets fully healed. Because I, th- those are the ones that are going to start getting people is when he actually you know, does a true read zone and pulls off the end and, and runs because all he's got to do is just run and slide and get down. If he does it one time, it's going to screw up some defenses because they got to really account for him then. Casey, uh, E-Train, anything for Coach?
3: Yeah, I got something. <clears throat> so we saw Nick Scott kind of get benched um, with yep. either his injury or whatever. What did you see from Jordan Battle? A lot of people are saying they saw some good things, saw a lot of bad things. What are your thoughts on him?
4: I didn't study him uh, extensively, but I will say though I don't think he was the issue with a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of the plays. Um, I think he did get burned on. Uh, was he the one that got burned by Hollywood Brown on the touchdown? I'm not sure yes. if that was yes. him or not. But yes. That, yes. Was him. that So that that right there, if that's hard, man, I got that as part of my my breakdown tonight. Is when 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 you're covering Hollywood Brown he had and Hollywood Brown did a slight inside release and he jumped inside. Like, you know, that made Hollywood Brown get outside and he ran a slot fade for a touchdown. And again, you just gotta, that's hard, man. I mean, Hollywood Brown, that's, that's not somebody you want to go covering in basically your first game to really, you know, Mm. be exposed. And, and, but I'd say other than that, he didn't really, this is a good thing. As a defensive back, if you don't stand out, it's kind of like an offensive lineman. If you don't, notice an offensive lineman if you don't notice a defensive back sometimes i think that's a good thing but i did notice him on that one but other than that i I didn't really notice him in the game which was honestly that's a good thing you train are you good that's fair well i i mean the only question i have and this is uh,
2: uh coach you might not even you might not even uh know too much about this but i i'm a big special teams guy and my my guy brad robbins he looks horrible to start, but he's kind of been he's been doing he's been doing better recently. He's been doing better recently. The past couple games he's been okay. What have you seen from Brad Robbins?
4: I'm going to be honest with you. I don't even know who Brad
0: Robbins is. I was getting ready to say, I can guarantee you every NFL coach I've ever been around, if they're not the special the teams coach, snapper? they don't even know who the punter and kicker is on their team. He's the punter. Is, is he's he the punter. He's, he's real punter. Punter. Oh, punter. And, and any time, Kyle, you're taking a guy he punts, out of Michigan, <laughs> there's a real good chance they're going to lay an egg.
4: Listen, I did say this, though. I, I will say this. I did notice a number 10 punt, and I was like, dang, they brought Huber back. And then I realized he was kicking <laughs> right for <the> So <laughs> you know, I knew him, but... You know the, the funny thing is Darren Simmons. I'll, I'll give a shout out Darren. Darren has been there a long time. Yeah, I know y'all all know Darren. Darren Darren does a, an amazing job with that group, and it's it's crazy how much turnover he's had with the with his like three core guys. You know, with the punter, kicker, and snapper. And I mean, he he's had those guys ready to roll. And you, you haven't you have I mean not, I'll knock on wood right here, but you haven't know you haven't noticed them. And no. that, that's the good thing. They haven't there You're hasn't right. been an issue with that. Um, the one good thing about special teams though is, uh, you know, Trent Irwin's making some plays. And, um, I mean, that kid's standing out. I, that The Bengals are lucky to have that kid, man. I, I, you know, the fact that he's able to step in, that's a big-time backup to be able to come in and do what he's doing. And I
0: thought it was very important, uh, knowing that uh, it's interesting you bring him up. I, I thought it was one of, one of the more overlooked aspects of that game, offensively speaking, right there in the first couple of series when they get 10 points on the board in the opening quarter, uh, was the fact that, look – Arizona knew you didn't have T. Higgins, right? The the, the Bengals tight end pretty much has been non existent, that position most of this year early on. I yeah, think yeah. That, that will have a chance to change. But look, you know, they knew uh, Boyd was there. Yeah. But they, yeah, I mean, early on to connect with Irwin a couple of times to start that game, I think one went for seven yards, another went for 12 or 14 yards, something like that, where at least it gave mm-hmm. Arizona, if nothing else, something to think about.
4: Yeah. And, and the thing about uh, going to Trent and Irwin is, All of a sudden, now you're thinking, well, they just took Chase and Boyd and the tight end and Mixon. They took him away, and then here comes Trenton Irwin. If you're getting balls to your, you know, I don't want to call. I hate to say he's the fifth worst skill guy on the field, but he's the fifth. He's the fifth one they're thinking about. He's fifth on the list of skill guys they're thinking about on the on the field, and to be able to find him like like Burrow was doing, and for him to make the plays. Uh, you know, that that makes you feel better about, you know, if something were to happen down the line to somebody else, that you've got a guy to pop back in there and and take over.
0: All right. Well, uh, Kyle, you have a show coming up later tonight, right, here on Chatterbox Sports?
4: Yes, sir. 9 p.m. tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern, Chatterbox Clicker. Uh, Again, come on the live show, get in the chat. Uh, I'll be covering the offense, defense. I I don't have a special teams clip, but if you really want me to, I can go find one. But No, don't waste your time.
0: Don't waste we're going to break time. down the run game,
4: some of the coverage issues the defense had. Um, you know, obviously we're showing you kind of some things about Burrow that maybe you haven't noticed, and, and some things that maybe uh if you see from a coach's perspective, things that I noticed that it may it was it may have been a like that broken play on a sack, but I noticed something else. There's there's things that are showing up that in a couple of weeks are probably gonna make this team take off. And that, that's what I'm gonna cover tonight, nine PM Eastern on the chatterbox uh, YouTube right here.
0: All right, uh, you can find him, by the way, uh, at Kyle, uh, at Coach Kyle Kasky. That's uh, Twitter at Coach Kyle Kasky. And, uh, Coach, we thank you so much for your outstanding insight. Thank you very much and look forward to your show coming up later on tonight.
4: All right, thank you, guys. Y'all have a good one. All right, you too. See you, Coach. It's See good you coach. stuff
0: there, boys. Good, good stuff. stuff.
1: I don't know. I've – I never played football. Well, I, I did until, like, midway through high school. but. right. Never really understood the game. And the the thing that I love the most about the show is is it helps you understand why things are happening on the field. That's what I like about it. You know, it's not just sitting there like a dumb football fan, just, yeah, we moved the ball down the field. Yeah, we scored. You actually – Understand the blocking schemes. Yep. You understand the defensive roles, fill them gaps, and, and and who they're covering and stuff like that. It gives you just another layer to understanding the game. It's really good stuff. If you guys haven't watched it, I know there's what 150 people watching this show. Please tune in tonight. Coach Kasky does a great job.
0: All right. Well, you know, I mean, we're getting to that magical time. <laughs> Is it magical, Tom? Well, you brought it up earlier. Uh, for those in and around uh, greater Cincinnati, and, and more specifically right here in beautiful downtown Hamilton, Ohio, big weekend this weekend here in Hamilton.
1: Big, yeah, it's a big weekend, Tom. It's
0: uh, Listen. This is a big weekend. I mean, this is – This is, is – th- Tom
2: can't, can't sell this enough. This is the biggest weekend in the city of all time.
0: This weekend – all right, I want everybody to sit on that thought because I want okay. to get to the weather. Okay. All right. We're going to have all our sponsors and thank them for all the great work that they're doing. You know, we, we, we come your way to make sure that we check in on the locals at 11. Uh, because uh, when you got up this morning, uh, it was in the 30s for the first time. For the first time here in the early fall. Uh, in the thirties, but right now, beautiful day, bright sunshine. But listen, you don't want me telling you about, uh, the weather. There's only one guy you want talking about the weather. So let's send it over. Elliot, it belongs to you, my man.
2: Well, Hey, Hey,
0: Hey, everybody. It is
2: time for the weather. That's right. I woke up this morning and I have never been more cold in my entire life. I woke up, I was freezing uh, I didn't have the heat on in my room upstairs. I live upstairs. Some would say I live in my parents' house. I'm not going to say that, but I do. So I, I, I woke up and it was it was a bit it was a bit chilly. I put on a couple sweatshirts. I went downstairs. I took a shower. I went outside and then I froze. Everything was frozen again. I got in my car, which many of you know is a Chevy Impala. It's a 2003 Chevy Impala. How many miles does it have, Reed? 186,000. One hundred eighty six thousand. It's a good year. It's a great year.
1: Vintage. Vintage. It's like wine. They get (laughs) better with age.
2: Yeah. A lot of people are saying that. So so it was cold. My car really didn't warm up for the entire drive. It's about a 45 minute commute I have to work. uh, And it didn't warm up until the last 10 minutes. So that was brutal. It was brutal. But today the weather people are going to ask about the weather. Listen, it is a clear, beautiful sky today. It's sunny outside. But the issue is it's very cold. It's very, very chilly. But if you, if you don't to take the, my word for it, all you got to do is step outside, guys. This is the weather. This is, this is the – is you I have your phone? Give yeah. me your phone. Yeah, Give me your phone. Everybody can do this right now. Again, people are going to say this bit is tired. It's not tired. This is what you're going to get every single day on the news, which is why I'm confused why people watch it. But you go on your phone. You say, oh, look, it's 54 degrees outside, sunny. It's supposed to be sunny, sunny, sunny for the next two months. So it's going to be really sunny. The issue is it's going to be really cold. I don't know how the sun. I'm not a. I'm not a scientist. I am a meteorologist. I'm not a scientist. I don't know how the the temperature works because it feel. I feel like if the sun's shining on me, I should be warm, but I'm not warm. I'm cold. I don't know how it works really. So we'll have to deal with that again. Very cold. High of 63, low of 38. It's going to be. If you're if you're going outside at night, don't do it. Don't do it. There's a chance of frostbite. I'll say this. As a professional meteorologist, it is an absolute frostbite condition. Uh, so be careful. That's the weather. Meteorologist Elliot, we're out. Casey. 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 I'm still on. Hey, you you know, wait a minute. You, I'm you, still you, me, on. You, bring, wait a minute. Bring it right
3: bring back, back, Elliot. Bring, bring you got to bring it right back.
2: back. Nobody's here. To, I can't. Chip's not here anymore. Throw it,
1: up, throw it over. Throw it over. Give me a nickname.
2: Okay. Give me a nickname. Okay. Uh, 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 Ronald Reagan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Mr. Go over child, <laughs> tear down that. Wall. Listen, I just got to buy time. So we're going to do this. We're going to buy time. One.
2: All right. Give it right two, back, Ronald. Two. <laughs> right, give me right back. Thanks, Ronald Reagan. Okay. So we're back and I can see. I, I can see. Our... Uh, yeah. So the weather's going to be cold. That's all I got for you. Really. If you have a sweatshirt of any kind, use it. I'd use it. If you got a, if you got a jacket, a warm jacket, Burlington Coat Factory, it's actually where I got this. I paid, you know how much I paid for this jacket, Tom? How much? Uh, I paid $88 for it. No, it's a big
0: leg jacket. Yeah, well, Although It it's... might help to take the uh, tag off the left sleeve there. Is, is there a tag on there?
2: Oh, there is. <laughs> I can't return it, though. I took the other tag off, the important one. Uh, I paid $85 for this oversized jacket, and it's disgusting. But shop at Burlington Coat... disgusting. Fa- well, shop, at Burlington Co- shop at Burlington Shop at Burlington Coat Factory, Tom. It'll get you all your warm weather needs um, for a high price. So there you go. Casey, let's read some ads. <laughs>
0: But Sharon's on quite a roll here, by the way. Sharon's a burner. <laughs> oh my God, you're Sharon's right. It Paul. is. Sharon,
3: yeah, Sharon is Paul. Confirmed.
1: Share. Quitter Paul. Quitter Paul. All right, get us get us some ads here.
3: Quitter Paul. You so Paul the whole conversation with the Bengals is brought to you by Encore Technologies. Yep. The Bengals Report. Encore Technologies provides IT solutions for a data centered world with a suite of services from mobile computing to desktop to data center, supporting both centralized and work from home computing modules to improve efficiency and productivity. productivity.
1: Productivity! This is why we get the big. Tom? Ones.
3: All right, I'm
0: here. I'm just. Uh, uh, no, That's a productivity. What, it's okay. It's okay. productivity it's all right.
3: Visit Encore.tech. The path to innovation begins here. And then I got to tell you about this oh. new premium alkaline water. Not so new anymore. It's been around for a while. Yep. Pawnee Water. It's this great. This stuff is great. Made right here in Hamilton, Ohio. Uses natural limestone filtration. Right Unlike the artificial processing that other brands use. The result is a healthy alkaline water. Also known as the best tasting water in the world. Yep. Listen, Says it right there.
1: You look in the ingredients. On this water bottle, you, you get some other waters. It'll say, you know, they, they put in some some electrolytes or put something. They're just putting salt in the water here. Pawnee water right across the street. Right
0: across the street,
1: they put one thing in the bottle, Tom. Water. Yep. And they naturally limestone filtrate. That's what I love. Yep. I love the natural limestone filtration. For me, Tom,
2: it's the smoothness. You know, you go you go to the store and you, and you get all, you see all these other brands. Some of them have the mountains of Fiji, some or the island of Fiji. Some of them have the mountains of Alaska. Cheers, mate. Um, but for me, it's just the smoothness. Those other waters, it's, it, the water's not good. It's not smooth when it goes down the gullet. This water is smooth, it's pure, it's fresh, it's fast, it's quick. Pawnee water, perhaps the greatest water known to man.
1: Yeah.
3: And for me, it's the pH level, Tom. I mean, you're not getting a seven, you're not
0: getting a nine. You're getting a perfect eight. Perfect eight. Perfect eight.
1: Perfect eight. That's what they call Elliot. The is there eight.
0: something that you like about this water? You know what I, you know, I, I, look, I love the water. The, the thing I like is I, I, I'm all about people. And I, you know, it's like people used to ask me all the time when I was doing NFL games. Well, who do you root for? And I think anybody who, who for a living has to go out and, and, and do this or do that, whether you're a salesman, you might like this company better than another company because the person you deal with, you really, really like, right? Yeah. And, and that's where I am with Ponte. These guys are just great dudes. Yeah, they are. They really are great guys and they're an easy company to root for. And, uh, and so I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, whether it's Kroger, whether it's United Dairy Farmers, whoever it is, uh, I, I'm hoping and really hoping that they can get in all of these stores. Because I think once people try it and have access to it, like we have been, they're going to love it. Oh, yeah. So hello, Good Kroger. Day. Let's get do it. Pawnee. On let's on get Kroger. Pawnee
2: nationwide, baby. Nationwide. It's on your side. No free ads. No free ads. What? I mean, you put it on a
1: tee.
0: Um, Tom, get the show back on the way. Jolly Jolly points out. And, of course, Jolly Jolly's a big wig out there in the land of fruits and nuts. He's from Hamilton, Ohio, but he's out there in la-la land. You know. Homelessness, drug abuse, crime, running (sighs) rampant. Unless you're in the Hollywood Hills with the liberal elites. Which jolly jolly's knocking on that door he points out that uh he works in television big 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 time operator for fox big producer guy whole deal he watches your show every day uh he points out Elliot that this is how Pat Berry got started rest in peace really yes
2: all right so how about that I mean he had
0: quite a career Pat Berry yeah
2: I don't know who Pat Barry is. We're going to be honest. Who is Pat Barry? How do you not know who Pat Berry is? Are
0: you kidding yeah, me? Who
2: is crazy. that? It's I don't know DJ who Pat Barry is. Pat
0: Barry years ago, was a rock and roll DJ at Q102. This is going way back. Then he became the weatherman at Channel 5 when Jerry Springer and Norma Rashid were doing the news at Channel 5. He became the most popular weather guy here in the town and was for about 30 years. Retired a few years ago, and just recently, very sadly, uh, passed away. Um, but he was he was huge here in Cincinnati. In fact, uh, the main drag in Mount Adams up there, really, uh, they renamed Pat Berry Way because oh, he lived up there that. and spent all the time out there, hung out all the time with Denny Jansen and Johnny Bench and all. I mean, they were all big time buddies. Yeah, yeah, youth. That's right, that's right. The youth, the youth.
1: Pat Berry Way. We gotta give a we we have a we have a super chat in here from Chi Town Real Estate. He said, <laughs> Reed, give me a free ad. Well, I paid here. Two dollars for that super chat. Listen, we're gonna take that two dollars and we're gonna we're gonna find us ourselves a broker up there in uh in Illinois and we're gonna buy some Chi Town Real Estate. That's your free ad.
0: Chicago, another city uh, falling apart at the seams. <laughs> <scene. laughs> oh no, Tom. No, it's funny. I I I, I ran not, it's not, actually there's nothing funny about it. Sam. <laughs> I ran into a guy yesterday whose daughter went to Indiana, got a graduate degree, was so excited about moving to Chicago. I live in Chicago. What was the guy's name? When I was what's that? What was the guy's name? Uh you know, I, I don't even know. But I wasn't the same homeless guy, was it? The guy, was it? From time to time. What's that?
3: It wasn't the same homeless guy that all no, no no, no, no.
0: no. Uh, and this guy uh, was telling me his daughter went to Indiana, got a master's degree. She was going to work in Chicago, her first job, big job, all this kind of thing. And, you know, I remember when he told me she was getting that job and I had a chance to meet her. And I'm like, God, you're going to love it. I was there when I was, you know, young and single and da 26 years old and this and that and everything. I said, it's the most unbelievable place in the world. And it was. But he told me yesterday she's been there now for nine months. And whole different ballgame there. Wow. Yeah. It's sad because that is one of America's. It was the best big city in America forever. And I don't know what the hell is going on there now.
1: I lived in a homeless shelter in Chicago for a month in college. (laughs) Swear to God.
0: You lived in a homeless shelter in Chicago for for a a month?
1: month? For a month. It was a homeless shelter slash uh, rehab facility. Yeah. And I lived in there because we, uh, at my university, we have to go on these things called cross-cultural experiences. Wow. So uh, you could pick to go to like China, Israel, and stuff like that. I picked to live on the south side of Chicago in a homeless shelter for a month.
0: No kidding.
1: Yeah, we, uh, every day for food, we ate expired Starbucks food. We, uh, yeah, it was an an eye-opening experience. It was, I actually enjoyed it, but yeah.
0: That's amazing. Yeah,
1: it was, it was
0: cool. Learn something new about you every day. I'm a, I,
1: I'm a, I think I'm that's a, fascinating. I think it's one
0: of me. the most interesting things I've ever heard in my life. We'll have to dive into that more and more someday.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think we should. More than happy
0: to. I think we should. Um, all right. We, we, we have not gone over our picks from last weekend, correct? Correct. Are we going to do that right now? Let's do it right now. All right. We still have coming up. Give you our power five rankings in the NFL and in college football. Uh, one of our, you know, hosts here has really gone out of limb on a college football thing. I'll let you figure who that might be. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Where are we starting? Let's start with college football. All right. College football. Here we go. Um, uh, Sean and I picked Oklahoma. Yeah. Sean Sharp. stood
1: in for me,
0: so that's. A... Oh, so you're not even in this?
1: No, I. Sean, I was gone last week, so okay. Sean stood in for me.
0: Elliot, did you bet on this game? I did, Tom. Okay, enough said. Yeah, this was <laughs> this was the first
3: time that I bet on Texas all year.
0: You told me yesterday you did not bet over the well, weekend. Well,
3: I'm. I didn't. I didn't. But this is like in the show. Oh, in the show. This is the first time I bet against or with Texas. Okay. I thought Texas was back. They're not back. No, they're not back. They're not
0: back. Uh, Okay, what do we got next?
3: Next, we got LSU versus Missouri. Mm. Look at you, Tom. I'm trying to think. LSU
0: won that game. Did you see how they won it? I did. Forty-nine to
2: thirty-three. Guess who I had on that one too, Tom? Didn't have LSU. (laughs) See, this is a bad pick by Sean. I would have gone LSU. I would have gone LSU, and I would have been right.
1: So you guys
0: are, I mean, a lot of you guys, and especially, and Elliot, I'm I'm guessing now, I don't know this, but if you're like every other UC fan I know, Mm -hmm. you're south on Brian Kelly.
2: I'm very south on Brian Kelly. That's correct. Okay, I I think I I don't like the what what he did to our program. I don't like the way he did it. So I am I am. What do you
1: mean what he did to your program? He, he elevated, left. He left elevated, before the biggest the game. The second
0: part of that. Co- the, the second program. part of that is accurate. The first part is inaccurate. Correct. Well, okay. You yeah, can't say what good, he did to your program.
2: Rah 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 rah. Brian For Cullen. your but program before the biggest game in school history, he leaves. I hear you. That's not right. You think that's fair? That's not what a leader. Of men I think would do, it was Tom.
0: more the way he left.
2: Yeah, I mean the way he left too. It's, it's it's that was one of my favorite UC teams. That was Tony Pike. That was Marty Gilliard. That was that was that was that was an amazing team. And he left and quit on us. And then we died against Florida. Tim Tebow just had his way. <laughs> I think if Kelly's there, I don't think that changes that game. No, I think it does. I think it, it, that kills the momentum. Right? I did
0: that game. They had no chance. Yeah, no, they I had a
2: chance. N- ask,
0: you you and none. Forty points. It was Urban and Tebow's last game. Come on. Not happening. Okay, what's next? What's right. next? We
2: got UK
3: versus Georgia. Now, this
0: is one I got sucked in. Elliot, apparently you
2: did too. Whoops. That was my bad, Tom. I mean, I'm 0-3 to start this. This isn't very good. Did I, you
0: have money on this game?
2: Uh, I did not. I, the only thing I had in this game, I had Georgia in a parlay. I didn't bet the spread. I, I didn't like the spread. Because, like, obviously you see me there. I, I, I had Kentucky covering. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't want to put my own money on that, so I did not. But I had Georgia money line.
1: I told everybody last week, take two games, take two games, and they were on the money. And that was Georgia to cover this one; they covered it by 50 points. And then also, you'll see the other one later, which was the Jags over the the Bills. But right on the money. I mean, what? Like, Tom, are we going to keep doing this with UK? Are we going to keep doing this? every year? They get year, blown right? up
3: by Georgia. I feel like every year.
1: Last year, no. Last year it was close. Last year that game went down to the yeah, fourth but Levis
0: quarter. He had it. He choked it off. Yeah, late.
1: like it was. It was. It went down to the fourth quarter, but. I mean, we do this every year. But we you know what? But you know
0: what, though, Reed? Um, and they, they brought up this stat over the weekend. Outside of Alabama and Georgia, Kentucky has the most wins of every other team in the SEC over the last five years.
1: They're in the East.
0: right? I, I, <laughs> listen, I'm not. So is Florida. Well, you think they get better players in Kentucky? The yeah. Florida Gators.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I hear you. I hear you.
0: Okay. I'm just saying. I mean, it, it's pretty impressive what Stoops has done down there. I think it's amazing. But they, they're not ready to run with the big dogs yet. That day will come. All right.
3: All right. Next one. This one hurts. Hurts a lot. Oh boy.
2: Elliot, have you won a game yet? Tom. <laughs> no. Tom. I don't I, mean
0: to sit here and bring this up over and over again. I mean, I,
2: I. Why are you kicking a guy when he's down? I. Yeah, I'm 0 for 4. I'm 0 for 4. It doesn't look good. You—it's not like you've been any shining star. It's not like you've been any shining star. I don't know what your I record is I don't
0: have my own. What do you call it's it that a, you have at Betfred Sports? What do you call that thing? That's, I'm
2: glad you asked. It's called the Zebra Zillionaires Boost on Betfred Sportsbook. That was a great. That was a great call.
0: Zebra Zillionaires, what boost? It's a boost. Boost. What does that mean? So it, it for takes, those of us non-degenerates.
2: Okay. Well, uh, so if if you're a non-degenerate, what you do? You go to Betfred Sportsbook, the greatest sportsbook known to man. And you take the Zebra Zillionaire's boost, which is my two picks in a parlay, and what they will do, they'll take your the odds that I have on my picks, and then they'll boost it up. Boost it up. Boost. What does that mean? Boost. So they if, make if the odds it was better. if it was plus two hundred, if it was two to one, they'd bump it up for greater odds. It would be it's three, like three to, to one. Three to one. Be three to one. Four to one. So you get more money. You get more money, you get more payback. You get more and return. And
0: how's that working out? Next pick. <laughs> All right, what's next?
3: Next, we got OSU versus Maryland.
0: Oh, boy. The mighty. Oh, boy. I mean. Uh, Casey, you won. This is brutal. Yeah, we won. That was a bad. We, right. we won. We won. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, a bad uh, beat for the guys. Um, let's pick see. Maryland. Trace picked Maryland. Who else? I can't see it. It's far away. Uh, I, think that's, uh, <laughs> I think that's Elliot. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You you win
2: some and you lose some. This week, I lost everything. I lost it all. I went 0 for 5. Honestly, it's pretty impressive. If you faded every one of my picks, you're a very rich human being. But I can't be up here and make winning picks every week, Tom. It gets better. Don't worry. It gets better. Wait, I I didn't do good in the NFL either. No, you did not do great in the The, NFL. You don't even have the record, so we don't even know what we have. So this is.
1: Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say I want to give a shout-out to Trace on that uh, Ohio State-Maryland pick. He, he picked Maryland. He was wrong. But he sat there at the desk, and he said, it doesn't matter which side of the bet you were here, you're going to feel grimy after the game. And you did. Like, even if you were Ohio State and you won that bet, I mean, Maryland was leading in the third That's quarter. Right. They were That's up right. 10 nothing. So That's they are right. up, what, 30 points in the second quarter? Then they go up a touchdown in the third? Yep. And it's just a backdoor cover. And he, he's absolutely right. You felt grimy either way you were on that. On that pick.
0: And okay. So All right. We continue on. I'm concerned now. All
2: right. <laughs> All right. 0 for 6. We're 0 for 6. We're 0 for 6. Listen, I love my chances for the next pick. I don't know what game I picked, but I love my chances. <laughs>
0: Usually, what happens is almost statistically (laughs) impossible.
2: (laughs) It's not good. It's not a good look for me. Everybody knows this. Everybody knows I'm a bad gambler. Now, I'm granted. I've never seen me go 0 for six quite like this before. I don't think I'm going to go 0 for seven. I don't think I'm going 0 for seven. Hell yeah, Casey, run the next picks. (laughs) All right, so we were all wrong. Okay, again, I'm zero for seven. I'm zero for seven. But Tom, to be fair on this one, Lamar had all his receivers drop every pass he had. This isn't even a bit. I can't even. I can't make a bit this funny. The fact that I'm zero and seven with I have no hope in sight. I mean, the chances of me going zero for eight here are high. I don't know what the next game is, but this is brutal. I mean, this is just brutal. Quick thing I gotta say. This is this is incredible.
1: Don't sleep on the Steelers. Their offense is absolutely disgusting, but they got a good coach and they
0: got a great defense. I think they're going to win nine. Spurlock, teams. by the way, is killing it. He's killing it. He's killing, good killing it. Good filling. All right. Okay. Next up, let's see what happens here.
3: So I don't think I. Uh, <laughs> I don't well, think well, I. What are we doing, guys? Hang on. To be fair to Elliot, he does his normal stick. I just didn't actually put it in there. So maybe he might have actually won this
2: one.
0: I mean, you might have won this one. What the hell does that mean? Well, it
2: says – Casey, it doesn't – I mean, it says I picked the Bills, though. <laughs> yeah, but Elliot I, I, does this shtick
1: where if they – If everybody picks
2: pick- one team, Tom, you take the other team because the, the public uh, – is you, the public perception is usually wrong. So that's what I did. I think that's what I did, but we don't know. So now I look like I'm over for 9. Yeah, you're I told you're you guys 0 for, 8. for five 0 for 8. days that I'm the Jaguars
1: were going to win this
2: game. It's not Jaguars. I'm, Jaguars. Over. Jaguars. I'm 0 for 8. Jaguars. Jaguars. I'm 0 for 8. I won't be 0 for 9. That's a promise. Casey? Well, let's run the find
0: play. out. We move on to the next one. There you there go. There you go. go. He's go. on the board. Disgusting. How could anybody Disgusting. in their right mind? And, and, and look, I'm wrong a lot more than right on these picks. My record stinks, and it's proving it today here. But in all seriousness, when does the. the 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 cowboy talk and the Dak talk when does it end when does it end that team it's one thing to get shellacked by the 49ers he throws three picks right they lost to the Arizona Cardinals
3: and a bad red zone interception too
1: When it comes to this game, you look at these two teams. Everyone was saying, are the Cowboys the best team in the NFC? Uh, How good are the Cowboys? And look at these two teams. What do the Cowboys (laughs) do better than the 49ers? They are almost the same team, but they do everything worse. They are built the exact same way. They're predicated on defense. Their defense isn't as good as 49ers. They've got a decent coach, not as good as Kyle Shanahan. They've got a lot of weapons, not as good as the 49ers. And they've got a limited quarterback who, at this point, Dak Prescott isn't as good as Brock Purdy. So, like, they are they are similar teams. They just do everything worse. They are the diet-right version of the 49ers. Yikes.
0: Diet-right? Did you drop a diet-right? Where <laughs> yeah, did that come from? They're
1: the diet-right version of the Like, it's not Coca-Cola. You're getting diet-right.
0: Wow. He's not wrong. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Jolly Jolly, again, the big uh, Fox Sports, you know, executive, reminds us 26 million people watch that game, so the talk will never end. Fans love him or hate him. Spot on. That's By fair. the way, Jacob's in the chat today. Jacob is in you the know, chat. Good to have him here. I guess Nick Saban gave him a lunch break. <laughs> don't Don't fade Alabama quite yet.
1: I'm not out on Alabama.
0: I ain't either. I ain't Don't fade him. All wise right. We got man next. so st- Elliott's in the win column? That's right.
3: And he got another one. And he got, got another, another one. How about that? Got another one. Two Boy, for eight. Trace,
0: it. Trace. going Rams and Dallas. Yikes. Yikes. Can't beat like him the up. Here. I
1: actually like good 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 pick, Sean. I like the Rams in that game. Fun Go fact
0: print. fun fact for
2: you, uh, Tom. Yeah. I actually bet the Rams on Sunday. <laughs> so I didn't <laughs> I didn't actually stick with my pick here. I I I Put everything I had on, on the Rams. If the Rams were to were to have won or to have covered, I would have won a thousand dollars. Was the last leg of a parlay, and I also bet the Rams straight.
0: Money so, line. So this
2: so this pick uh this pick money line yes correct Tom, so this pick here is uh, tough, because I if I would have just listened to myself, uh, I would have won this game, but I would have had a two and eight weekend, which wouldn't have been good.
0: Is that it?
3: That that is all my
0: our picks. Mercifully, okay. that's it. Hey, now listen. Uh, one thing that has been missing from our games, I mean, is is the Ohio University. They're back on the board starting this week. Okay. I mean, you're picking some tired college games.
3: What do you mean? There's oh, some good, good games,
0: games in there, but I mean, the OU's got to be back on the board. Okay. And well, Miami's starting to knock on the door. Chuck Martin. I tell you Where what, man. Mean? Uh, we had him on the show last year. That's that's once more than we've had Sean Miller.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Sean Coach Miller. Coach
0: Martin was great. He was great. He was great. I really He's liked that, dude. Chicago guy. Um, I like him a lot. And, and, and man, they must be really good on defense. The, have they pitched two shutouts this year? I
1: don't know. I think they have much, much, much like the the student body at Miami university. I don't pay a whole lot of attention to Miami football.
0: It's really sad up there. You and I were, you you had made a point before the show today that, that.
1: I, I have a take that I think you could remove athletics from Miami university and the college would not change at all. I think the college experience would be the same. I think they'd still have the same pedigree and, and all these things. It would not change. At all. I think you cannot say the same about every other MAC school. You take away the football team and the basketball team, people go to OU games. People go yep. to Toledo games. People go to BG games. No one. No one goes to an athletic event. Except hockey. They do like hockey, but they've been bad at hockey. They joined that, uh, they joined that conference. They, they were very good. Went to Frozen Four a couple times in a row. They joined the best hockey conference in the country and are the worst team in the conference, and they've been that way for about a decade now. So you take away athletics – no, no, one, no one's the wiser at Miami University.
0: I mean, it's amazing. They've got a good team this year, and nobody goes to the games. Nobody goes to the games.
2: And they've recently cut 18 majors from the university. So now 18 majors are off the board. So it really seems like they're going downhill. Huh. Seems like Miami is uh, trending down. Sad a long, to say, for a long up. time,
0: Ooh. all the elitist. They would put Miami here, they yep. put OU there. Yep. And now you see. I mean, OU with a medical school now. Oh, Tom. All Tom, Tom, this shift is changing. He knows I'm right. Tom. I, know it. I know. Elliot's an academic guy. I am. Am I'm, I
2: right or wrong, Elliot? I'm a scholar. I'm a scholar, and I know OU is better than Miami. It's 100%. Tom. I'm telling you.
1: <laughs> Tom, listen. I've had a lot of fun nights over in A Town, I've had a lot of fun nights over in Athens, I've had a lot of fun nights over in Oxford. The campus, is—they don't compare. Miami University is a much better campus than OU. It's a oh much better boy. school than oh OU. Oh
0: boy, the campus—not even close.
2: Miami's the most beautiful campus I've ever
1: not been. Not
0: even close. Not even. You've never—you've never, you've never been
2: down to the SEC. You've never taken a, a, a gallop through the corn—the corn, the corn stalks of Athens, Ohio.
0: Because the corn stops. The what? <laughs> the, the,
2: all the corn that pops up around A
1: Town, Tom. I mean, you can't you can't no. get anywhere in that town without no. running into some corn.
0: No mushrooms, maybe not corn. <laughs> all right. Um, now we're going. Now we all need to get to our power rankings. Yep. We've got top five for college
3: and football. What do you want to start with first, Tom?
0: College and NFL.
3: Okay. Right. College first. Then Let's the start NFL. with
0: college. Uh, And we will start, we'll go around the horn. We'll go with, we'll go Reed, Elliot, you, me. Okay? I I did
3: not participate in the top fives. Why? Because I have my stink list.
0: He has a stink list. Oh, we're going to get to that. Okay. We'll get to that in the pro version. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's start then with Reed, then Elliot, then me. Reed, please. Everyone comes
1: to me for my college football takes. They know how, how in tune I am with college football. They know... That when it comes to college football, no one has their ear on the floor more than me. So, without further ado, here's my top five. Coming in at number one, Georgia. You know they're the reigning national champs. I mean, they they played fantastic against you know, a ranked UK team. What in the hell is this? What?
0: Go ahead. Um, I think <laughs> Go Michigan, ahead. I
1: think Michigan's for real. I know they've they've made the college football playoffs each of the last two years and, and haven't played well. Obviously, lost to TCU, um, in, in the year prior, um, just haven't done well. But I still think they're for real. I think Michigan's the best team in the Big Ten. Right behind them's Ohio State and Florida State and the ACC. I can't imagine anybody else coming out of the ACC. So if, if Florida State wins the ACC, they're going to make the college football playoff. Now you're wondering to yourself, what's that little Beaver logo? What's that little Beaver logo down there? Is Number
0: that uh, Oregon State?
1: That is not Oregon State, Tom. That's that's astute for you to know. It is the Bluffton Beavers. Now, you might be asking yourself, how are they the number five team in the country with a one-in-four record? Yes,
0: I was wondering the same thing.
1: Now, now you might be wondering, listen, how are they the fifth team in the country despite division? They're in Division 3 They've lost each of their four games by multiple touchdowns, but... They just look really good, Tom. I don't know what to tell you. That Kenyon College win in week one, 51-35. to 35. Well, that, that,
0: That's a big that, that might be the best win in the nation so far.
1: People are saying, how can you how can you <laughs> go into Kenyon College on a Saturday afternoon and put up 51 points and not be nationally recognized? And that's what I'm doing right now. I'm giving the Bluffton Beavers national recognition. Now they go over to Terre Haute, Indiana this Saturday. They play take on the Rose hulman fighting engineers. It's gonna be Who? A tough, the rose Holman Fighting Engineers, Tom.
2: They're the engineers.
1: So you, you, They're see, you listen, you don't obviously don't know D3 schools. You obviously don't know uh, engineering schools, um, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an esteemed academic school, and we're gonna win by by five touchdowns. We might lose by three,
2: but okay, yeah, that's my top five.
0: Okay, all right, Elliot. All right, so my
2: top five. I, I'm more in tune with college oh, football here than we read. go. <laughs> uh, Georgia, by far the best team in this nation. They are going to win the national championship. Put your house on it, responsibly, of course. At number two, we have Florida (laughs) State. I think Florida State's uh, getting slept on by some people. I think they're one of the best teams in the country right now. I I love Florida State. Number three, we have Michigan, the men of Michigan. They sing Mr. Brightside at every home game. I love them. They're undefeated. They're going to beat Ohio State for the third time in a row this year. Not happening. That's going to be tough. That's going to be tough for your guy, Tom, Ryan Day. My guy. Uh, Number four, we have Oklahoma. Urban's my guy. Urban's your guy. Oklahoma, I didn't believe in at the beginning of the season, as I never do. I don't think they're ever legit. But this Oklahoma team appears to play a little bit of defense when it matters. So I've been seeing, I think they've improved defensively just a little bit here. I think Oklahoma is pretty damn good. Now, I think they could lose in the Big 12 championship pretty easily. But right now, it, it, these rankings are for right now. They're not for the future. It's not for the past. So right now, Oklahoma's top four. And number five, we have the program that Satterfield built. It is Louisville. Now, Louisville, you would say, well, Louisville barely escaped to the win against Indiana. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, and they
0: should have lost to a stinking Indiana team.
2: Listen, I Bloomington's a great town. Indiana's is. a great program. Yep. And that was a big win. I'm not going to discredit them for it. They upset Notre Dame. One of the biggest wins of the season. Some would say the biggest win of the season. I'm not saying that, but some would say it. Yeah, some would say it. Some yes, would say I, it.
0: It's I mean, give me, win a, in g- give me a It's by far give the best win break. in
2: college football. Nobody's beaten Notre Dame this year. So no, th- that was a big-time no win. Uh, and excluded from the list is Ohio State because I think they're fraudulent. And I think Kirk Herbstreit and the rest of the college football committee puts them in the uh, in the top four every year just because they're Ohio State and they just get that privilege.
0: Okay. All right. Um, uh, it should be noted that uh, Florida State uh, barely, barely this year beat Boston College. Mm-hmm. Uh, And let's take a look at 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 your guys at Michigan for a minute. Let's take a look at that uh, big time football schedule that they play there. We don't. Okay. We don't. Let's just take a quick look. So they have played. Oh, let's see. They're out of conference schedule here for a minute. Can we? Uh, Let's see. East Carolina. They were the judges. Oh, doctor. Were- they were the UNLV. Of- Tom, you're oh, right. my goodness. UNLV. You better watch out for the running rebs. Bowling Green. Those were Michigan's three Tom, out of Tom, conference. Listen, I'm games. Right. You've been,
1: you've been Tom's talking. No, right. Tom's right. No, Tom's Tom, not right. No, he is right because Tom that needs to be is a big, corrected. That is a big time out of conference schedule. They've got to play big time out of conference teams because God knows they're not going to get any respect in conference because the one team that they could play on their schedule that's normally pretty good, Ohio State, has been nothing the past few years. I mean, they've just
2: taken them to the woodshed. You're right.
1: I can't teams. argue
0: with that. I can't argue with that part.
2: Eastern Carolina well, was Ohio, the cream. Ohio
0: State shows up when they're in the playoffs They did Caro- last year. Eastern, Michigan didn't. Was a big Eastern time Carolina is the cream
2: of year. the crop in the American Conference. UNLV, I don't know what conference they're in, but I'm sure it's great. <laughs> uh, bowling Green. Tom's been talking up the, the Mac Not all week long. Not Bowling Green. All week long. Not Bowling Green. The Fighting Falcons are out there fighting for their lives. I think it was a 7-6 first quarter. Or a 7-6 halftime? And, 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 yeah, everybody knows Bowling Green's a first-half team. We all know this yeah, about that's them. that's true. Everyone always says that about Bowling Green. So, I listen, Michigan played a better second I mean, second.
0: Michigan's going to be nine games into their schedule, okay? Because they have played East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green. They've played Rutgers. They've played Nebraska. They've played Minnesota. Now, granted, they've blown them all out. They've looked great. Indiana is terrible. Michigan State is terrible. Purdue, mediocre at best. Two of yeah, their, la- their last their last three games will be against Penn State. That game is at Penn State. Five yep. touchdown win. Uh, that will not be a five touchdown win. They play a, a, a good, solid Maryland team on the road at Maryland, and then they host the Mighty Buckeyes on November the 25th. So, all right. My power five – as follows, Georgia, without a doubt, number one. I'm putting Michigan, two because they've looked great. Okay. Ohio State has not looked great, but they did go on the road and beat Notre Dame. Now, that's been tarnished a little bit after Notre Dame got humiliated at Louisville. But, but, but Ohio State, their defense, unlike the last number of years at Ohio State, their defense this year is phenomenal. They are really good on defense. Uh, Florida State had the big win over LSU. Yep. Uh, that was the season opener. And then Washington. And the game of the weekend, with, well, the, the two best games coming up this weekend. You have Washington playing Oregon. It's a big time. That's a big time game. Uh, I'm not a big te- Pac-12 guy, as many of you know. But that is a big time game. Uh, two teams ranked in the top six or seven. I think most people have Penn State or the polls have Penn State six, uh, Washington seven, uh, Oregon nine. Something. They're both in the top ten. And then you have USC Notre Dame. Does USC, you know, it's just so funny how this stuff, the ebbs and flows, right? And it shouldn't be a surprise because that that's the nature of athletics. These are 17- to 22-year-old young men who, you know, they break up with their girlfriend and all of a sudden, you know, that, that's that, right. I mean, it, it, that's reality. Uh, any of you who know college kids have college kids, have had college kids, about to have college. I mean, th- these are the things that, that don't affect uh, a, a pro who's 27 or 28 the way it does an 18 or 19-year-old. So they're going to have this. Sam Hartman. I was scared to death that Ohio State game, even knowing that Ohio State's defense is a very different animal than it's been the last couple of years this year. But the way Hartman played the first four games of the year, I was really, really worried. Um, I thought they'd score more. I I did too. And I tell you what, Ohio State totally shut him down. uh, And then he was basically handcuffed by Louisville do not he look like the same guy?
1: Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Listen, I, I, I was surprised, not surprised, I was, as a Notre Dame fan, I, I thought they looked really good the first few weeks, and I was like, hey, this team yep. is way better than, than, than they've been in years past. But the past three weeks, playing ranked teams hasn't looked great. I mean, they snuck away from Duke. They lost to Louisville. They honestly played their best game against Ohio State and just didn't win. Just, just, I mean, I thought they played better than Ohio State in that game. and I know they lost, but I thought they played better for the entirety of the game than Ohio State. And that's, just, that's football sometimes. That's football yeah. sometimes. Sam Hartman, I think, is for real. I think they're going to win this week against USC. Yeah.
3: I, I hate to say that Sam Hartman has been a false prophet because that would be too premature. But, I mean, that was going to get them over the hump, and he just hasn't played well in those games. So I think that's been a big issue. And, I mean, they're right there against OSU. I mean, just, oh, yeah, just, sure. ha- just have 11 people on the field, man, when it matters.
1: Just, well, just, that's what tough guys do. They put 10 guys on the field. That, that's right. why Ryan Day that's isn't right. tough. He, he insists on playing 11 guys. That's why, that's why <laughs> Marcus Freeman's just tougher. Listen, Casey, Casey I, I'm, I'm a little disappointed in you, by the way. Why? When, for all these graphics, you put their, their total offense rankings and their total defense rankings in the nation, but you didn't do that for Bluffton. So I went ahead. I went ahead and I dug it up for you.
3: You did. Do you, yes. do you have it on your graphic?
1: Yeah. So just go ahead and flash that graphic up. This is why Bluffton is a top five team in the country. Get that super chat away. We'll get to that super chat in a second. Bluffton in Division Three football is 138th in total <laughs> offense and 174th in total defense. That's why they're a top five team in the country, Tom. That's big-time football up there. Mr. Moe's a Bluffton football alone. <laughs> Mr. Moe played for the Beavers. So that's why, that's why our Beavers are that's so That's why good.
0: he's in the chat right now, and you're on this show.
1: <laughs> damn right. Damn right. Um, we had a super chat from uh, Drew Garrison once, uh, Tom, wants you to say that Ryan Day isn't tough so that Ryan Day will yell at you in a post-game conference.
0: Okay, Drew. I'm not going to say it because I don't believe it. Uh, Mark Fetters, yep. super chat. Go bucks, OH. You got that right. I owe Mark. Mark has become the leader. Uh, Sharon is on quite a roll today, I gotta tell you. Most of which I can't repeat.
1: Sharon, listen, much like this show, Sharon takes the chat off the rails quite frequently. I, I just want Sharon to, to add to our add to our intellectual sports.
0: She does. Debate. I mean, I think she brings incredible. I mean, I just can't read some of them. Th- I mean, I could. I could get away with it. It's not like we're going to face um, FCC punishment here.
1: Okay, you, you, you can't say it. I'll say it. You think Shaved Beavers adds, adds, adds content to, to what we're talking about here today?
0: Well, most of what she has added does. And she's adding, adding now. Where oh did God. Elliot go? Oh, my
1: God. <laughs> Bonk. Bonk. Bonk, yes. Bonk, Sharon.
0: Okay.
3: Let's get into the here, NFL. Here's, here's, here's All right, let's get here's into
0: here. the NFL. Here we go. Uh, Elliot's back, so we can now um, get going. Okay, let's start with uh, Reed. Reed? Yeah, power five, NFL. We're right, doing this so every week from now on.
1: Here is my power rankings in the National Football League. A lot of you guys might be surprised that I have the Kansas City Chiefs Very. at number one. Have they looked the best this year? No. 49ers have looked better. Dolphins have looked better. Eagles have, have looked better, but... They're the reigning champs. They got the best player in the league. They got the best coach in the league, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes. And if you take this away, I, I don't like to use gambling as a as a as a vehicle for making points. But if these all these teams played on a on a neutral field, the Kansas City Chiefs, I truly believe, would be would be favored in every game. I think
0: against, you're right on that.
1: I think even against the Forty. I know they wouldn't. I think even against the 49ers, nope. if they put a neutral field, field. No, no, Okay, pick at the them. very no. most, it's no. two points. Like, no. It's not It's not like it's a field goal or more favorite. But I still believe the Bills are the best, second-best team in the AFC. I believe the, the Dolphins are a little fraudulent. I know they score a lot of points. I know they're exciting. I know they're a lot of fun to watch.
0: Yeah, number one offense.
1: I know they're a lot of fun to watch, and everyone's going to get behind that. But I just can't believe it. And it's already shown. They played the Bills in a big-time game, and they, they lost by 20-plus points. Yep. I, I believe that the Bills still have problems with, with showing up every game. They just rely on Josh Allen too much. I, I, listen, it comes back to I believe that quarterbacks are the, are the main reason for success in the NFL. That's why I have There's no doubts. That's why I have Patrick Mahomes first. And the NFC teams, the, the Eagles and the 49ers, they are damn good. They're damn good. I think the rest of the NFC is not that good. But those two teams, it's, it's hard to deny their greatness. So, that's why I have my top five the way they
2: are. Okay. I actually kind of agree with them about the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are, are should pretty much be favored against anybody in the NFL. Almost always. Almost always. Correct. Uh, for my list, for my top five NFL power rankings, I do have the San Francisco 49ers first because I, I think uh, the rankings should <laughs> – should be based on uh, – should be should be should – be, should be, You've
0: be, lost your audience because you're looking at number five. <laughs> Go ahead.
2: Let me finish. 49ers have been the best no team. No one's listening. For, 49ers have been the best team uh, in the league. So through five weeks, without a question, they're number one. Number two, the Philadelphia Eagles. You could argue they've been second best. They're undefeated. Um, I, again, Philadelphia will be playing the 49ers in the NFC Championship game. I would bet my life on it. And that'll be probably the game of the century. I think, as much as we like to crush the NFC, and I do think the NFC is significantly worse than the AFC. I think the NFC playoffs have potential to be the best this season. I think. I think there's going to be a lot of chaos over there. And the AFC. Yeah, I think. I think NFC's. I think NFC's going to be fun. I think it's going to be chalk. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's going to be chalk. But I think it's. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be the better game. Anyway. Uh, Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are pretty damn good. If Travis Kelsey is healthy, I know that he had a little, he had a little injury flare up towards the end of that game against Minnesota, but he's back. He's healthy. He's dating Taylor Swift, Tom. He's the biggest star in the sport. He's also, uh, he's, he's, he's also the poster boy for your medicine, Pfizer. So there,
0: so we have that, oh, yeah. and then, Mr. Pfizer. <laughs> Mr. that's a nickname by Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and what a great
2: nickname! And number four, it was a great nickname. And number four, we have the Dolphins. They outscore everybody by 50. Mike McDaniel's uh, is 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 a baller. So. I love it. Number five, of course, is the Falcons. The Falcons are pretty damn good. Unfortunately, they have Desmond Ritter as their quarterback. If they, if the Falcons had Patrick Mahomes, I'd be, I'd be singing their song with Casey every day of the week. I think the Falcons would win a Super Bowl this year if they had Patrick Mahomes. So for that reason alone, the Falcons are the number five, the fifth best team in the National Football League through five weeks. Without question. Okay. <laughs> Do you agree with that, Tom?
0: Uh.
4: Why can't we look disagree at his top with it.
0: 5 We're about to find out. Okay. All right. All right. Let's put it up there. <laughs> I got Niners by far number 1 for me. They're the best team by far. Right now, it's a long year. Eagles, I mean, all they do is win. It's all they do is win. I got the Dolphins 3 uh because I mean, look, the body of work outside of the game you talked about with Buffalo, right? Uh and and, and look, they got they got kicked around by Buffalo in Buffalo. We'll see how that goes in Miami. Kansas City I'm all on board all the time, much to Casey Chagrin uh, with Mahomes. Uh, and I like the Lions, fellas. I like them. Yeah,
1: the Lions look good. Look I good. like but the we'll Detroit
0: Lions. I mean, I'm not so sure on their home field. Now, on the road, I don't know. They have a quarterback who's been to a Super Bowl. I've not been the biggest golf guy, but he he's playing really well. Yeah. They can run it. And their defense is really good. Aiden Hutchinson currently leads the NFL in
3: pressures with 35. That's like seven or eight more than the next closest guy. They get after people.
0: They do. do. I call them the fighting Chris Spielmans because they (laughs) were in the dump and the owner hired Spielman and said, listen, your job is to find our GM. Your job is to find our head coach along with the GM. Once you hire that person, Spielman spearheaded the whole thing. Guy's always been a winner. The Lions are the fighting Chris Spielman. When did they hire him? Was that recently? That was three years ago. Okay,
2: so they've been relevant since then. Uh, For a long time, though, they were not relevant. I would say that. Oh, no, not at all. I'd argue. argue, Including
0: most of his career there.
2: Yeah, I'd argue the Detroit Lions are the worst NFL franchise based on wins and everything and all that. Well, I I think
0: they have gone the longest without a playoff win. The Bengals had that record. Uh, until two years ago.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm just not align, I Does, does uh, Mrs. Ford still own that team?
1: Yes. Is that right?
0: Yes.
2: All right. I think she. The Ford family still owns that. I think
1: Ford still.
0: family uh, and and the owner's name and I'm dr- forgive me. She uh, takes her married name, so it's okay. not Ford, oh, but okay. it's the Ford family. I that see. Owned. that's incredible. And she's the front person who hired Spielman and brought him in.
1: Or- this is this is outside of the world of sports, and genuinely, I'm just curious right now. Or do do most auto companies still take make their base in Detroit? Like is GM
0: and Ford yep, still up yep, there in Detroit? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Everybody's on strike right now, though. Um, okay, uh, Casey. Yep, your stink list. My stink list, which um... you made famous last year, and and it was brutal. Truth be told, <laughs> uh, for most of the year, uh, I you know I'm your number one fan, but it, yep. it was brutal. So here we go. Look at this. Yeah, made a little stinger for it. Didn't
3: find any music for it. Where is that? Where is that? Uh, that's a dump. I know that. Where? I don't know. Uh, but it's a stinky dump. And this is the stink list for this week. My number one team, the Seahawks. I mean, they're they're probably the best damn team in the whole NFL right now. If the Bengals manage to beat the Seahawks, whew, we're really See, sore. we this is what and, I, we're really I mean. Sore.
0: come on. And 49ers, <laughs> right behind They're three
3: and one. Right behind them. Right. Right behind them. 49ers. About? I mean, they're, 49ers are a pretty darn good team. Uh, I mean, I think they're pretty much unstoppable, minus the Seahawks. I mean, the Seahawks would just smash them if they played Well, we're right about now. to find out. And then, you know, I, I, I've i got my four other teams. I'm calling them fresh.
0: fresh these, te- like, these teams
3: like, are pretty much locks for the playoffs. That's kind opinion. of
0: a hip term, fresh.
3: Yeah, they're fresh. I they're, like that. Like Mahomes, lock. Jalen Hurts right now, lock. That team is too talented. They, they play a little bit worse than what we're used to. They're going to get that figured out. Uh, Lions, Uh, we all know how I feel about them from last year. And the Dolphins, the number one offense in all football. I mean, they just got a whole track team on their team. So, I mean, they're just really hard to stop in that regard. Bengals, odorless. Um, They finally made it out of the stink. Joe Burrow's back, baby. Let's go. And uh, (laughs) right behind them, Desmond Ritter. He, He had a really good game. A really good game. I mean, he threw for over 300 yards. He didn't look like a general managing quarterback he looked pretty darn good and if he can continue this watch out for the Atlanta Falcons
0: and then the rest of the teams they just stink all right so they wait a just minute st- now let me, let me make sure I just got something straight here okay yeah. the Bengals have played the Browns and the Ravens that's right mm-hmm. and the the outcome <laughs> in each of those games for the Bengals was a W or an L uh, uh an L
3: so or LL Bags.
1: Well, that's just the script. We gotta follow the script. That's
0: just the script. Yeah, we gotta follow the NFL script, Tom. So, how does this add up? What do you mean? How does
3: what add up? I mean, the the Ravens. How do the Bengals rank ahead
0: of the Ravens, Tom? You can't have your receivers. Destroyed by the Browns.
3: You can't have your receivers drop seven, eight passes and think you're going to get out of the stink. You can't have a quarterback that fumbles the ball in the fourth quarter when you need the, the game-winning drive. Come on, Ravens stink. The Steelers—they don't have an offense. All they got is a defense and TJ Watt. Mm. TJ Watt's out. They—they just—they're—they're
2: they're nauseating. Okay. What about the Buffalo Bills? I it, noticed they're also in the stink column.
3: I mean, they lost to the Jags. I mean, they the lost. They lost. They lost the Jags. Why why lost the are the are Jags. I mean, but the Jags—they also stink, though. I mean, like, come <laughs> on, like, what are we doing here, guys?
2: So we're saying this, the Bills. We're saying the Buffalo Bills stink.
3: Yeah, okay. and and the Jags.
2: And the Chargers. I mean the Bengals it's and not, and, the, it, and the Chargers. Yeah,
3: the Chargers, they can't win a a good – they can't win when they need to to save their life.
1: Can can we talk about a team that's in the nauseating and a team that's in the exquisite list playing each other? The 49ers go to Cleveland this week.
0: That's a good game.
1: And the spread's only four points.
0: Yeah, that's right. Because they get after the quarterback.
1: And Deshaun Watson might not play. Like it is – Like, it is up in the air whether or not
2: Deshaun Watson's going to play. And the crazy thing about that is even if he doesn't play, he's still bad. So I, or even if he does play, uh, he's still again
0: bad. I'd be careful. Deshaun on this.
2: Watson has not been good, Tom. Tom he's been what, one of the worst be,
1: quarterbacks.
0: He in was one of the worst until his most recent game.
2: Tom,
1: you're telling us to be careful talking bad about the Browns. What's going to happen? They're going to kick our ass some more. I mean, th- the bad stuff's already happened. We're Bengals fans; like yep. they're already whooping our
0: tail. We haven't seen well the. See, I tried to bring some <laughs> semblance of sanity to the show. <laughs> Okay, because between you and Casey, and I haven't been around uh, uh, Elliot enough yet to know where, where we're going to go with this whole Bengals thing. And you know what? I take that back. He brings a level of sanity when it comes to the Bengals because yes, I, I heard him say last week, I'm never betting on him again. That's right. Okay, so when it comes to you and you, That's very, right. I mean, it's it's out of control. I mean, the I Browns whip their ass up one side and down the other. Correct.
1: Right? I... Correct.
0: I mean, now look, have the Brownies been great? They've not been great. Oh, they're always terrible. But, well, they've traditionally been bad for a long time. I agree with you. There's, There's no denying that. But this Browns team does not stink. Listen, if you only
3: show up for one team and one team only throughout the year, are you really that good? I don't know. I don't think so. If the Browns, if they only go two in whatever, I mean, that's not a good record, Tom.
1: Tom is correct. The Browns do not stink. They don't. They're nauseating. They're nauseating. They're nauseating. Look <laughs> at the list Look again. The they're list. not. You see, they're <laughs>
3: nauseating. They're, t- they're they're worse than Stink Tom. I mean, they're they're literally in the middle of Rumkey right now, right <laughs> dead center in the middle of Rumkey.
2: Right in the middle of Rumkey. Don't
0: go there. Don't go there. I will, I'm not going anywhere. And, the, and right I'm behind them is the Steelers. Run. I'm and, not going, going anywhere, Tom. I, I was waiting <laughs> for you to go there. I'm not <laughs> going there. Do to towns not have
1: <laughs> landfills? I mean, come on, Tom. You go there. I'm not going there. Oh
2: my gosh.
1: Ever works at Rumpke.
0: I love Rumpke. I was around the guy. I don't know if he's a CEO or whatever it is. Uh, I think Bill. West side guy. Salt of the earth. One of the nicest guys I've ever met in my life. Yeah. I mean, awesome, dude. We were at a charity event with them a couple months ago uh, and ended up sitting with him and his wife. And they were absolutely phenomenal. Great people. Um, okay, we've got about uh, eight minutes left in the program. I uh, do. If you want it, we do have today a mailbag. We haven't. Re- we have to do the mailbag. Okay, and it this is, is my t- first one being back. Okay, all right. Let it rip. Let it rip.
2: We just got a letter. We just got a letter. We just got a
0: letter. I wonder who it's from. <laughs> We got a letter, Tom. We got a letter, That let is stop. one of the best things I've ever and seen. And,
2: Tom, as you – by the way, Tom, I'll give you five bucks if you can tell me what show that's from. Do you know what show that's from? What, what child? Yeah, what, dun, 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 what child's dun, 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 cartoon. I'll give you a hint. It's got a dog in it, and her name is Blue. Ooh. I Blues know Clues. Oh, Blues Clues.
0: Okay. We got it. We got right. it. I was a big Blues Clues guy.
2: All right, uh, but we, but Tom knows this. He's been a part of the show. Uh, he's been on part of – via Zoom for a while or our video – so he knows what this is about. We ask kids around the tri-state area. So this is our letter today. Uh, this is little Dwight. Little Dwight from Mr. Schroots class. From who? From Mr. Schroots class. Yeah. Schroots. So okay. it's Dwight. It's little Dwight from Mr. Schroots <laughs> class. I think Mr. Schroot was educator of the year, right? Yes, he was. Yeah. Yes, That's he was. That's awesome.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> all right. So this is this is from little Dwight. My daddy is a big puckhead. Do you know what a puckhead is, Tom? Hockey fan. Big hockey <laughs> fan. My daddy is a big puckhead. He even set up an ice rink in our kitchen. He says that's why mommy left us. But his favorite team is the Columbus Blue Jackets. How much hockey will you be watching tonight on opening night? How much hockey are you going to watch tonight, Tom?
0: Uh, N-U-N.
1: None? Not a big puckhead.
0: No, I, I mean, I think uh, <laughs> hockey is a fantastic sport, but I won't be watching it tonight. Do no. you
1: ever call a hockey game?
0: Uh, no. Nope. No. No, it is an exciting sport to go to. It is very. Exciting. I don't think it's a good sport for television. I agree. Although the playoffs come around, man, and it's electrifying. Are you watching tonight, uh, Tom? If you don't
1: know this about me and Elliot, we are diehard Dallas Stars fans. We are the biggest Dallas Star fans we in missed, the world. We haven't missed
2: a game in years. Granted, they're not playing tonight, but <laughs> <laughs> but am a sure big they, fan Reed is. They will. They will be playing soon. Listen, I agree with Tom. I, I'm not a big, I'm not, I don't love watching hockey on TV, but it's one of those sports where if you're there in the arena, it's one of the best in-game atmospheres of all time.
0: No doubt about
2: it. I'm, I'm trying to think of like the best in-game MLB is okay, but I think MLB, can be, can be great on TV. NFL is far better on TV. Yep. NHL is NHL and soccer. I'd argue uh, shout out FC Cincinnati. They're both significantly better if you're actually there. So that's, that's my compliment. Are, are
0: you, do you go to any Cyclones games?
2: I've gone, I go to, I mean, I, I went to one last year. It's probably the first I've ever gone to. I, I've been to three Cyclones games in my entire life.
0: I think that that should be uh, our big uh, chatterbox.
2: Dollar beer night?
1: At get get the together, Cyclones yes,
0: game? one game this year. Heck yeah. Get everybody Let's in the go. chat. Anybody wants to come. Go take uh, a picture with Puck Chop. That would be uh, <laughs> unbelievable. Unbelievable. You
2: talk about getting tanked up, Tom. Dollar beer Perfect. night's there. Dollar, Dollar beer home. nights. I think it's $2 it's
1: beer
0: It's $2 night. now. They change it. Oh. I, I, I remember guys. hearing that. Yep.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Your, your dad was going to be their broadcaster, right?
0: Speaking of, he's coming back on the program tomorrow. Nice. Whoa. Nice. Hey. Yeah. can't wait to meet him again. can't wait to,
1: can't wait to talk tomorrow. He'll tomorrow.
0: be back tomorrow. Um, will you be watching hockey tonight, Casey? N U N. None. None. God, guys. No chance. No chance. <laughs> no chance. Um, okay. Anybody watching, I brought this up uh, yesterday. We like to step out of the sports world from time to time. Yeah. Okay. Now, I, I think the state of television, not network television, but the state of uh, the streaming stuff, network, I mean, uh, Netflix or um, uh, uh, Prime, Apple, whatever it might be. Uh, it's never been better. You got all the biggest stars that are that are in these shows. While I was out, I had a chance to watch a lot of different shows. Um, the Sinner, phenomenal show. Um, but And I'm watching the show Godless, which Jeff Daniels, it, it lights out. But my wife has been talking for two years, three years about, and I brought it up yesterday very briefly, about uh, the morning show. That's on Apple. Yes. Now, not everybody has Apple. Um, and I'd kind of roll my eyes like, I, you know, come on. You know, I, I'd wrap up with Peaky Blinders or something, and uh, she's talking about the morning show. And I kind of, you know, okay. Have you watched it? I've seen a couple episodes. It is fantastic. Yeah. It's pretty good. It is yeah. fantastic. Um, are you watching anything right now?
3: Uh, the thing I'm currently watching is the spinoff show Jin V. Or it's from the boys.
0: Superhero um, show.
3: The superhero show. Um also watching Loki. I just wrapped up Ahsoka. Um very, very uh I don't know. These are shows that Tom will not watch. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was gonna say that's probably not your uh your wheelhouse. Star show. Wars and
2: yeah. superheroes.
0: Star Wars and I, Superheroes. I love Star Wars. You watch Star Wars? Well, I mean I, I watched the first two movies. Well, then you're not a big Star Wars <laughs> guy. A, this Star came out Wars. in 1970. 70, <laughs> 1980 was was. Uh... That's about right. But All I right. enjoyed them. Go All ahead. Right. Is
3: that it? Yeah, those those were mine. Actually, Everett said it right there. Star Wars was really disappointing. Ahsoka was very disappointing show. Uh, very bad ending. Not going to spoil it.
2: Yeah, I, yeah. Thank you for not. I, I'm watching a show, Tom. It's called um, sex, sex Education. It's on Netflix. That's, That's a good show. one. That's it's funny. a very funny show. Okay. Uh, you can guess the premise of it but no, it's, yeah. it's 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 so very funny. it's a very it's a very funny show. Um, okay.
1: What's what's the main act? It's a it's like Butterbee he's got a, he's got a weird name. Yeah, I don't know. It's but he's uh, uh, Butterbean, the old wrestler? An- no, not uh, Butterbean. He, I hey, thought box, you said Butterbean. It's like Butterbean. It's like Anzi. It's like Agnes Butterbeer. So he was supposed to be Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> he was supposed to be Sp- He's supposed to be Spider-Man over Tom Holland. But uh I'm watch Tom. I'm a slave. <laughs> to whatever show Agnes Butterbean. HBO has on Sunday night. I think HBO max is the best streaming service. Okay. Bar. None. I don't have
0: that one. Okay.
1: You got, I mean, it's got the classics like the Sopranos right. and the wire, which are two of the greatest shows two of the
0: best ever. No doubt. And then
1: uh, game of Thrones, which is a fantastic show as well. But I'm, I, I just wrapped up winning time, which was uh, centered around the 1980s Lakers. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, they had Pat Rye or, um, Adrian Bo- Brody being Pat Riley and uh, John C Riley was, was Jerry Buss. It was a great show and it got canceled after 2 seasons. I don't know if they didn't have the viewership or whatever. It's it's a it's
0: It means a, it, it means it was tired.
1: It was a very fun it show. It was it had great <laughs> That's what it means. It had great um, <laughs> it reviews. <laughs> so you train. are
0: sitting here telling our wonderful audience about a show that obviously the people that even s- supported the show <laughs> Shit's over. No, okay, we're done. <laughs> we're done.
1: The reviews are great. If you like sports, if you like if you like fictional television, it's fantastic. I don't know what else to tell you. It's it, it, it's absolutely great television. It just got canceled after after 17 episodes.
2: Okay. So after the, again, great Wait. review, got canceled. Yep. Okay.
1: Yep. Because as we know, there's there's never been a show that that got canceled when that was really good.
0: Okay. Uh, do we have a cherry on top? Tom, we do not have a well. Well, actually, we
2: do. We do because I sent Casey uh, two plays. If that's okay. Yeah. You so want last those? night
0: plays. Two
2: plays from the Braves Phillies game. If anybody didn't know, Tom recapped it at the beginning, but uh, the Phillies had a dominating lead. Uh, uh, Braves came all the way back, and it was an Austin Riley two-run shot. The third baseman put it over the wall, and then to end the game, they had they had an incredible play too. But this, is this the Austin Riley one? This is not Austin it. Riley. This yeah. is Austin Riley. It's this, a
4: home
0: run. They were down a run. They were down a run. Eight.
2: Yeah, hold on. I'm gonna actually play. This is Hoffman on the mound. Former Red Jeff Hoffman. A lot of people didn't like Jeff Hoffman. They called him the Jeff Hoffman Experience. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we love UDF. I'm getting one of those hot fudge Sundays tonight. Go ahead. So big fly there by Riley. Okay, now we go. Go ahead.
1: Have you seen this play? Have yes, you so seen this yes play? of course. I saw it live. Is this the best? I mean, where does this rank in postseason defensive plays in your mind? I mean, I you, don't know. you called the Jeter one. flip. It was you, a great one. You called the Jeter flip. Obviously, the Willie Mays catch is up there in yeah, the World 54 Series. Fifty-four
0: World Series off the bat of Ooh. for five dollars.
1: Who were they playing? Tell me the team. Do you know the team that they were playing? They were
0: playing the Cleveland Indians.
1: Ooh, so was it like Larry Doby?
0: Mm, good guess. No. Okay. Never mind. Go ahead. Vic Wirtz. Go ahead. <laughs> this is to end it.
3: This is such a good play.
2: Boom.
1: We talked about, I mean, like, it, it has a, a Jeter flip-esque play there yes. with Austin Riley coming out of yep. nowhere.
0: I mean, it's unbelievable. The, the third baseman, the awareness there. The center fielder made the right throw. You just get it in. I mean, you just get it in. That's right. Uh, but it, it, it goes by two other guys, and the third baseman is a third backup guy there. He doesn't have to cover the bag because it's an out in the air. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's just a great play, and that's the way it ended. And, and look, they even got the uh, – that was close hmm. to the gritty. That was, that was, that yeah. was pretty was close gritty. to the gritty. It was close. Okay. All right, uh, been a fun show. We got Marty Brennan tomorrow. Um, what else do we want to talk about tomorrow? We'll have some baseball to talk about. Hockey, obviously.
1: Well, yeah, big puck. Stars stars come back tonight. Right. One thing I want to ask you tomorrow, Tom, because we don't have time to fully fledge it out today, but one thing I'd like to ask you tomorrow is whether or not you think it's a disadvantage to get a bye and take time off, because that's what people were talking about with the Braves. They go down 4-0. Yep. Everyone's like, oh, it's because they haven't played in a week. We hear this every year in the NFL when the one seed loses in the in their first game. It's like, oh, they haven't played in a week. I would like to, to hear your opinion on that one tomorrow.
0: Well, I did read tomorrow? today that what, since they started this just last year, five of the seven lower-seeded teams, meaning the underdog teams, have won those series. Really? Yes, yeah, so far, if I read it correctly uh, today in The Athletic. All right, Case, have a great rest of your day. Yep. Uh, any golf matches coming up? We Thursday. do. We Thursday. do. So on Thursday, I will be
2: taking on my other boss, Sean Spurlock, a.k.a. the Bear. And we will be heading up to Potter's National, I believe. Uh, it's Harry Potter's home course. <laughs> Come up there. It's, 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 it's right here in Hamilton. If, if, if we, we, I'd like a gallery. If, if we could have a gallery, that my would dad. be great. My dad's the pro. All right. We'll my have a pro. The pro. Uh, so nice. That'll, that'll be fun. Hey, I bro. hope to beat Sean. And then after that, I don't know who I'll play. I'll just go up around the whole. I'll go Tom next. I'll go Reed. I'll play Casey. We'll just go around the whole room. Well, see if you can beat anyone.
0: Well, what, what, what? Um, w- the other thing that that is possibly on the docket before we get out of town, and we briefly touched on this yesterday after the show off the air, um, the big uh, pumpkin festival this weekend. Yes, here in Hamilton. <laughs> Let me take a
1: deep breath before we do this shit. No, 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 all no, Tom, right, here let's we go. go. We got this. Time
0: we got this. All right, let's go. What do you got for me, Tom? No, Come I'm on. just saying. Re, uh, I had run the idea by Elliot. Should we, all of us, right, kind of just walk through the is Do they call it Pumpkin Fest? It is called Operation Pumpkin. All right, Operation I, Pumpkin. I,
1: I love a lot of things about Hamilton. I think Operation Pumpkin's a, a bit of a weird name. I don't know why Hamilton Fall Festival. Wouldn't suffice, but Operation Pumpkin is this weekend. Okay. Tom, I'll tell you what. Because you and Elliot have such bad things to say about the I, city, the I
0: city have never I said love. one bad thing in my life about Hamilton. Because you're do I. not do that. Do not do that, Reed. That's misinformation. Do not put that
2: on Tom and I. All we do is look at uh, look at our surroundings and and we just observe. We observe and we tell it how it is. If I see a guy riding a lawnmower in the middle of the road, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about it. Okay. If somebody gets hit with a bullet at a concert for a Nirvana wannabe band, I'm going to talk about it. I, this is no knock on Hamilton. I told Reed in several conversations I would move to Hamilton if I had the funds. And I will have the funds eventually, and I will. And I'll be a part of Hamilton. I will, I will live right here in Hamilton. I'll tell you what, guys.
1: This Friday, we'll get off the show. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take you to all the hot spots here in Hamilton. I'll be your tour guide through the city of Skull. Didn't
0: I just say yesterday what a big league joint that was? We went to lunch the other day.
1: Fretboard Brewing. Big you know, well, league it's joint. It's a great place. And it's, great it's place. Of, it's one of the many. It's one of the many here in town. I don't
0: doubt that, but we're just talking about walking around the vibe, the people, the sights, the sounds.
1: Well, you won't get that at at, at noon on a Friday, even though the festival
0: will when be. When would be at a best time. for us to go?
1: Saturday. If you wanted to go during the
0: day, or are yeah, we better yeah, off come, when come, things get loosened up a little bit at night? You
1: come here. You come a few here. Few cocktails under your belt. Listen, we'll we'll have we'll Tom, have I, all the German Fest beers pop from Municipal Brew Works and, and uh, Third Eye Brewing. All these places that are coming here into Hamilton. And you come here about three p.m. on a Saturday, mid afternoon. You'll see you'll see what Hamilton's all about,
2: and all its glory. Tom, I got weekend plans, man. I don't. I mean, we. I, I'll go right after the show on Friday.
0: Yeah, but he said that ain't it,
2: Tom? I, you're signing what me up your for weekend? something. What, you're signing, your, what, what was that, Casey?
0: Aren't you going to help
2: out Reed on Saturday morning? Saturday morning, correct. That's really early in the morning, and then I have the rest of the day. Thank
0: you. To so just chill and watch football.
2: Thank you for letting me yeah, pack
1: up yeah. the stage alone. You know, uh, I, yeah, like, like, I love that too. My I God. think
0: we might be better off just. Any, because to, 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 to truly get a feel for a town, you have to walk around when it's in its normal state. Operation Pumpkin. There's a lot of outsiders that come in. I don't want to be around the outsiders.
1: Yeah, you're you're a true Hamiltonian. You're,
0: That's you're, you're, right. I want the Hamilton. The Hamiltonians that I see when I shop at the gas station.
1: I think, in all honesty, if in I... In the morning if, to
0: get some coffee. I love those ladies at work over there. They're the best.
1: If we throw shtick aside, if we throw this whole Hamilton shtick aside, I think you guys will be impressed if you came to Hamilton, like, on a, on a nice weather day. Yeah. On, like, a, a weekend, Friday or Saturday. How many people are just walking up and down the town? Yeah. Going to all the, the breweries and all the bars and, and all the shops. It, it, it truly is this is why I love this town so much because 10 years ago, we didn't have this stuff. 10 years ago, everything was dilapidated. We were still... Feeling the, the repercussions of the the economic slowdown yes. and everything like that, and we're yes. building back strong, building back better. Okay. Tell me if you've heard that
0: before. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm getting ready to go out right now in downtown. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you guys laughing? Cause, cause you're not Why genuine. are you you're laughing? Genuine, Tom. I am totally, Casey. Am I being genuine about it? You're that? being very genuine. Thank right? you very oh much, Casey. Tom's a man of his word. Is All right, everybody. Genuine. All right, man we've man run way word. over today. Uh, Kyle's got his show coming up tonight. Any other programming notes? I, I need to be aware of
1: nope to, um K- Kasky show is tonight tomorrow will be uh, mac and jt um and then we'll get back to uh you know off the bench what times do we do off the bench from 10 to noon
0: 10 10 a, a to 12 <laughs> P. thank it, you. it was your stick and uh, you it, was, to know it was it. a stick i mean and then uh, the guy quit so. <laughs> 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 all right we're done we'll see you tomorrow <laughs>